Friends Off Topic! Hey friends, this is Friends Off Topic. Spend the next hour and a half taking a break from true crime, heavy thinking, news and cell phones. We're going to go back to a simpler time. Well, actually, there will be a cell phone this time, but not all the time. A time when the most you had to worry about was your magazine subscriptions, checking your answering machine, hanging out with your friends, and watching movies. You've probably watched a movie before at some point in your life. We watched this movie on... Anybody? Was it Paramount, Paramount Plus? What did we watch it on? I think it was Paramount Plus. We'll let you know for sure. Uh, before we get into the podcast, you might want to go watch the movie. We'll You're be right. it is we'll be giving <laughs> trivia, fun facts, and spoilers throughout the episode. So you may want to watch it first. And we might accidentally give something away about one of the other screen uh episodes. What's that called? Sequels. <laughs> it, it <laughs> on, on, we're gonna try uh, not to. It is on Paramount Plus. Okay. Is that a sequel when there's like 10 of them? Yes, it's still, they're still all fucking sequels. Because when there's three, it's it's a trilogy. So you go, yeah, it's like a sequel, then trilogy, and then after that, I'm just like, sequel, sequel, sequel. Just all sequels after that? They're all bad after that. Mm, Not necessarily. No. All the Scream movies, like legit, I like every single Scream movie. Yeah, they've Mm -hmm. held up. That's good to know, I think it's because of Wes Craven. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is, who is that, Crystal? The director. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I have some notes about him later. He's kind of famous. <sighs> I think I've heard of him. <laughs> a time or ten. Thought his name was Wes Carpenter. <laughs> oh, oh fuck! <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, I'm joking. Don't get it right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, drop us an email or a message at friendsofftopic at gmail Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We want to hear from you. I'm sorry, Crystal is distracted by her muscles huh. today. Flex it. You better be distracted. How many hours did you work on those muscles today? Uh, Too many. One, two, three. A whole trilogy. <laughs> Get out your landlines, popcorn, and ghost face mask, because this week we watched Scream. Don't answer the door. Don't leave the house. But most of all, don't scream. Anybody have a rating? I do. I have all the ratings. We got a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 81% on the tomato meter, and 80% on the audience score. So, like, good scores across the board. Everybody approves. Like how you said amazing, like it wasn't actually. Oh, no, it is amazing. (laughs) Hey, amazing. are we going to talk about watching this movie a long time ago right now? Like when you first watched it? Oh, my God. Whenever Whenever I first watched this movie... And nothing like you don't see the credits until after spoiler alerts until after Drew Barrymore is like hung up from a tree, fucking disemboweled, and you're mm-hmm. just like, <gasps> yeah, just now the credits are happening. It's a big deal. It was well, especially when it's someone big like that, and you think they may get to the end. Or yeah, she was like on the posters and stuff. Yeah, right? she's yeah, the first one to fucking thinking, die. She's the final girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was meant to be. They told you right at the beginning, <laughs> this is not what you think. See, I remember. That she wanted it like that, though. Like she, I did read yeah, that. She wanted it like that. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> I did see that this was rated R, yeah, but they had that. to, like, uh, cut it multiple times and resubmit it, like, nine times to get a rating of Did you R. see how they finally got the R rating? 
was that uh, Wes Craven, uh, Bob Weinstein went and he had the M- he told the MPAA to give it an R rating and he told them to view it as a comedy and not a horror film. And that changed the rating. They did say it was like too gruesome. And I would love mm-hmm. to see like before they even made even more cuts to like mm-hmm. cut up, cut out some gruesome parts. Like I like the gore. Yeah. Give it to me. It was still pretty gory when they yeah. showed them. But yeah, I think they didn't nice show like the close ups. Like, they're gore then and are gore now. Like Evil Dead. What is that? Rated R. And there's just blood coming from every every scene there's like gallons and get they use like 64,000 gallons of oh blood God. in evil dead in the first evil dead and i don't know if that's the actual number but i knew it was 64 it's either 64,000 or 64 million sounds sticky but it was well the I mean, first at one some with point, the first first one or the new one the newer the remake oh okay the like at one point it is raining blood Mm. They couldn't recycle it. They had to just keep getting more. <laughs> couldn't they have scraped it up off the floor? Yes, yes, yes. Scoop it down the drain and. All right. So, are we sprinkling in the cast? Yes, I'm going to sprinkle the cast in as they pop up, right. unless I forgot about them. I mean, I can no. hit you with a little synopsis and some why to watch. Do it. I would love it. Why to watch? Funny, thrilling, and violent. Wes Craven reinvented and revitalized the slasher horror genre with this modern horror classic, which manages to be funny, clever, and scary as a fright mask knife maniac stalks high school students in middle-class suburbia. Craven is happy to provide both tension and self-parody as the body count mounts, but the victims aren't always the ones you'd expect. Mm. Reasons to watch? Did you find them yet? Funny, thrilling, and violent. Oh, did you say them and I wasn't paying I attention. already said them. Oh, man. Yeah, that's how it goes. Not my fault you weren't listening. <laughs> so it takes us all. Oh, goodness. Uh, so one the, the biggest thing that I remembered about the movie was Rose McGowan in the garage. Mm-hmm. That's what I really remembered. But I, I don't even remember really liking it when I watched it because I think so much of it went over my head. Because I was like 10 or 11 when it came out. Mm-hmm. I was 16, maybe 12. There's just so many parts in, in the movie where you're just like, oh, oh. Yeah, that's what I call uh, shocker kills. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what was happening then, though, because that's around the time. Um, what the hell? You can't look right at my face and expect me to. <laughs> I have a little list not. later of like the MTV Movie Awards movies that were oh, picked nice. that year. And then like some of the top 10 best and worst movies that oh. Sis- Siskel and E. Burp. <laughs> Thank you for out. putting the T on there. Good job. I did. Definitely Ebert. I did. So we talked about some sequels and books. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't got know those. If there's, a, there's a book, but there's there was. I didn't know there was a TV show. Yeah, so I, I recently um, came across that when we were watching all of them. Most recently, to watch, did you watch the last it? one. No sequels. We got one, two, three, four. Scream and six. And there's a TV series that came on MTV with three seasons. And you didn't watch it? I watched part of it, and then it got complicated and annoying, and I stopped. Oh, okay. But you tried. I did. I gave it I gave it the whole college try. I found some uh, famous screams, since we're talking about scream. Let's right. go. Uh, the King Kong girl. I think I might have wrote her name wrong. It was Fay Ray, I think. I might have written one. You know, the, can you see it? The black and white one where she's like tied mm-hmm. up and screaming. 
Not not I. Sorry. <laughs> you you probably know it if you saw but, it. But Andre does. Yes. Uh, invasion of the Body Snatchers with uh, Donald Sutherland. Yep. I, I, that one. I watched that recently. I've never seen it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it. That's from like, the, is that the 80s or the 70s? I think it was the 70s. Yeah. Uh, some other famous, like, uh, sound effects screams. They have the Wilhelm scream. And uh, I'll have to play it on our Facebook page. You'll know them both if you're at the Wilhelm scream. Uh, I found a compilation on YouTube, and it's in all the original Star Wars. They use it as a sound effect. Uh, Venture Brothers, it's on, like, so many movies that they use it. Check it out. And then a sound bite of that. Yeah. And then the uh, the Howie scream is the one whenever some people are like falling off a cliff. Oh, Do you know what it's, it's like? like it gets, yeah. And then it gets quieter or whatever. Yeah. That's the one. That was in. Uh, they also call it uh, the scream three scream, uh, the gut wrenching scream and the fall into distance scream. And uh, the Wilhelm scream, they think, originated from a cowboy movie, Sheb Woolley. The guy that wrote and sung the Purple People Eater song. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> recorded. They don't know for sure, but they're pretty sure it was him that recorded that one. So we'll throw up some of those uh, recordings on our Facebook page. Let's go. So Jamie Lee. Curtis oh, she was it? one of the ones, too. One of the famous okay. screams. I didn't know she, she was yep. the scream that queen. Is, she is literally the scream queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I think what Drew Barrymore was on there, too. I can she had that. she had a really good. She her mom good even had a good scream on that movie. Yeah. Which movie? Scream. Um, oh, the mom. I thought you yeah. meant Drew Barrymore's real mom. I was like, it was that. <laughs> no, the actual mom. Like I even put. Oh, yeah. Very, that, that was, was a really good scream. scream. It was. Yeah. All right. So, are we going right into the movie? Or Let's we got do some it. more notes? Oh wait, some, we need to talk we about always the director. Have notes. Yeah, I got the director. Look <laughs> I knew I, I would forget it. All right. So, director Wes Craven. He did Scream, 1, 2, 3, 4, The People Under the Stairs, Cursed, Shocker, The Serpent in the Rainbow, The Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left. Those are some of his notables. He's done a lot more than that. I didn't know The People Under the Stairs was him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we got the writer, Kevin Williamson, Scream, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and the new one. I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, the TV series, and The Vampire Diaries. Hmm. Did you watch that? I... I heard Actually, it was good. Really loved Vampire Diaries. I tried fine. to watch it. I couldn't get it. I heard it was good though. Is that I the read, one? Read the books um, too. Where they're like the in Louisiana? No. Oh no. That's a true. No, blood. that's a fucking teenage. Okay. I watched that one. Crystal kind of got me into that. And one. I read the books, okay. and then we never finished it. <laughs> that is my favorite part when we're just like suck it. The first couple of seasons were really good, and the books. I read the books. All right. Yeah. So, well, I read all of those books. <laughs> they were good. Yeah, they were. I liked them. Scream was inspired by a rash of real-life murders committed by a serial killer in Gainesville, Florida. Danny Rowling killed five students over the course of four days in August 1990, then committed a triple homicide in Shreveport, Louisiana, as well as the attempted murder of his father. Rowling confessed to killing eight people and was executed by lethal injection in 2006. Hmm. Well, see guy. The Gainesville Ripper, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think that's yeah that was it. All right. Interesting stuff. Got it all? Did we miss anything? Well, we'll add it in later if we did. Sprinkle, sprinkle. sprinkle. All right. So we open with some scary music and a phone ringing and a blood-curdling scream. It was a good one, too. It was. And then the word scream goes across the screen. 
Uh, Drew Barrymore uh, answers the phone. She's real cute in her little khaki sweater with her blonde hair that turns out to be a wig. I was like, that was a wig, right? (laughs) Uh, I wonder why. I meant to look and see if there was a reason she had to wear a wig because her hair was kind of that color anyway on some of the movies she was in. I don't know. It might have just depended on what she was doing at the time because I know they wanted her to have a like the part, but she had other shit going on in her life. So Mm -hmm. she just said a smaller thing. Hmm, interesting. But she wanted it to be like a shot kill. Yeah. It was shocking. Yep, it was. Uh, the phone rings and Drew answers the phone. It's like a normal conversation. The guy kind of acts like he has the wrong phone number. And she asks him, who were you trying to reach or what was the number you were trying to reach? And he said he doesn't know. She giggles and smiles and she's super nice and cute. And she tells him, take it easy. And he immediately calls back. Can we talk about how this phone has a cord attached to it? Did it? I thought she was on the cordless. No, she starts she out. Two. Yeah, oh, she starts okay. out on the. Um, I don't know what is that wired. <laughs> uh, the landline with the, the cord attached. Phone. A corded yeah. phone. I guess that's what you call it. I mean, when she's like running around, she has the cordless. But when her mom like tries to call later, I think we just called it the phone, and then yeah. the other phone was the cordless. Mm-hmm. That you were always running around trying to find. Mm-hmm. Who has the cordless? Hopefully it's not dead. <laughs> uh, he immediately calls back. And she's still being nice and kind of flirty. And she tells him to call a 900 number. I've got some information right here about <laughs> 900 numbers. They have 900 numbers. No, I really that. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Let's go. That's like the, the uh, what was it called? USA late night. I can't remember what it was called. Miss Cleo. USA. No. So on the network, you am I allowed to say these things? I don't know if I am. I Grown up so. things? No, on oh. the network, USA. Oh, okay. I oh, can't yeah, I remember can what it was it. called, but they had late night stuff and there was always a 900 number of fucking advertised in mm-hmm. that shit. And they'd have like a sexy lady. Yeah. Show. yeah. I remember those. I don't know if it was just on USA. I think it's That's just what show. I watched at night. Yeah. So I kind of remember seeing that sometimes. Did you call the number? No. Never? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dad probably did. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. She's making popcorn now. The fun kind that you make on the stove with the little dough. I've never made that. I've never made that. Nobody? All right. Well, we have to now. We need to. We just did shit in the microwave. We did the microwave. I bet it tastes better on the stove. Oh, probably. I think we should. My mom made it old school on the stove. We (laughs) never had like... She's like, I'm not buying a popcorn's like 10 cents to make it with just the kernels. Yeah. And then you just flavor it however you, you want. Is that how you make it, Jewel? The kernels. I have. I had an air popper. <laughs> I liked it because you didn't, you didn't get leftover kernels. You would only get the popcorn. I, recently, I have an air fryer, actually, and some popcorn we can make. Do you think we can make popcorn in the air fryer? I don't mm. see why not. I recently tried I that know. TikTok thing where you just... The like, coffee pot? Put a little slit in it. Oh, and yeah. turn it upside down. The kernels come out. I was like, oh, it works. So much better than breaking your teeth on a popcorn <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. She talks to the guy about how she's making popcorn because he called back. She's just shooting the shit with him, telling him that she's about to watch a scary movie. He asks her, what's your favorite and she plays with a knife in the kitchen and says it's Halloween, the one about the guy who stalks babysitters. They pop over and we see the popcorn is still popping. She 
He wants her to guess his favorite movie, and she guesses his favorite is Nightmare on Elm Street. That's my favorite. Ever? The first one? Yep. The original. That is my favorite. I haven't seen it in forever. I like all of them, but the original that is the reason why I love horror movies so much. Oh, wow. That's wow. so many little Wes Craven Hell yeah. drops in it. It does. It's really awesome. Tattooed on my back. She does? Oh, yeah, you do. How the many newer, of them? The newer one. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, okay. Because I liked his hand, his claw better. I'll have to see it to judge. <laughs> Bro, I don't, you I don't remember. Fucking seen it by now. Like we've I've been friends it. for. She's so, seen. I've had pay attention. So seen it, long. but I don't know what's back there. <laughs> uh, she said that was a good one, but the rest sucked, and they were all Wes Craven movies. So he was kind of oh, hilarious, making fun of himself. It's pretty funny. Uh, this whole scene, it says, was a callback to pay homage to one of Wes Craven's favorite horror movies, When a Stranger Calls. That's a good one too. Uh-huh. This first whole 12 minutes with the phone. Interesting. Uh, he asks her about her boyfriend, and she's very flirty. She says she doesn't have a boyfriend. Why are you going to ask me out? And he says he wants to know her name so he can know who he's looking at. Takes Did you ever turn. flirt with random strangers no. that called your house and no. got the wrong number? That's so weird. Only people on AOL chat. <laughs> <laughs> what else would you do on there? Uh, she's terrified now that he says he wants to know who he's looking at. And like when I watched all of these people throughout the movie, my whole thought process was you don't have a gun mm-hmm. and you don't have a dog mm-hmm. and you live in the middle of nowhere. Come on. Right. Get it together. Get a dog. Get four dogs. Mm-hmm. You know how many dogs I would have? I wouldn't be scared. I'd have we do have four. four dogs. See, we are safe. scared. <laughs> scariest, scariest one is the small one. I'm scared I'm, for people who come over unannounced. I'm terrified. I do not go in that house without nope. asking where the dogs are. And when Gypsy got out and met me out of the bathroom, I slammed the door in her face and was terrified. <laughs> Gypsy is literally like, who the fuck are you? Why are you in my house? She's the worst. I was scared. Let's see. Uh, she starts looking around outside and she doesn't see anything and she's locking all the doors. We see the popcorn is still popping. Uh, he calls back again and he wants to talk, but she hangs up again and now the popcorn is starting to burn. Yeah, this one, she's running around with the cordless phone. Yes. Because it just keeps ringing and she freaks out every single time. I have a bunch of 1996 info if y'all want it now. Or you Let's go. Uh, the cost of living in 1996. Uh, the average cost of a new house was $118,000. The average income was $36,000. The average monthly rent was $554. Gas was $1.22 a gallon. A postage stamp starting to get expensive, $0.32. Cents. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. doubled since then. They're, are they still $0.50? Cents? I haven't bought one. No. $0.65. Cents oh, I haven't bought one since they were $0.50. I, cents. When I said they doubled, it is a literal. They doubled. Yeah. It's Andrea's fault. Yeah. You yeah. get those forever stamps, though. That price is good forever, so you got to get them while it's low. If I bought 10, they'd probably last forever. Yeah. Who mails anything anymore? Everyone. No. I have a job. Not everyone. I haven't mailed Amazon. anything. With a stamp? People with, the with the stamps? Yeah. No. People still collect them. Amazon doesn't go through stamps. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew that. Sorry, you're being facetious. Yes. Um, no, like a lot of people even collect stamps. Mm-hmm. I really like the ones where they cover like their package and 
all the different stamps from other countries. Put my guns on a stamp. Mm -hmm. I think you can make your own stamps, right? A lot of people these days, like wedding invitations and stuff like that, they'll have like their own picture on the stamp. Does it cost more? I don't know. It's like stamps.com or some shit. Yo, Mm -hmm. when we start making shirts for the podcast, I need to make some more motherfucking crystal shirts (laughs) and sell them. Yeah, you do. I thought you were going to say some stamps. (laughs) <laughs> to put on the outside of the packages. I That's what I put, thought you were getting at. I will put Crystal's guns all over the stamps. Uh, let's see. The average cost of a new car, $16,000. A loaf of bread, $1.15. Uh, the minimum hourly wage was raised to $5.15. I was going to say that's how much it was when I started, which I started working I so. in 96. Yeah. So. Me too. Uh, I, did not start I think I started working in like 2001. Good old maybe. McDee's. Yeah. 5.15. Uh, let's see. That was something. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that? I did. Oh, I meant to put that off. Oh, I'll mute it next time. Sorry. Oh, wait. I thought that was your stomach and I was like, whoa. It was a burp. Feed it. Please. <laughs> Don't feed it. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. She answers the phone again now that he calls back, and she's pissed off now, and she calls him an asshole. Listen, asshole. That's right. And now his voice is shrill, and what does he say, Crystal? No, you listen, you little bitch. If you hang up me again, I'll cut you like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the whole time in, in this movie, I am saying the words word for oh, word no. with it. And can't Andrea stand that. really hates it. I, I do. It's so fun and easy to do. I know. I know. All the she, words. Like, she won't even make eye contact. She'll apologize 500 times oh and still God. do it. At least and she then, apologizes. Justin but, does it and doesn't apologize. Oh, I'm like, because I know she doesn't like it. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm trying not to. <laughs> so if you're alone, do you say it with the movie if you're yes. alone? Yes. Yes. The whole movie. That's good. I'm like, how many times? Like, I can't remember shit. I've seen this movie probably. This is the second time. I'm, I was so excited to do this movie. This movie is so smart and so funny at the same time. It is hilarious. Like, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid and watching it now. I was like, this is one of the funniest movies yeah, I've it is. ever seen. I loved it. I was, I was surprised how much I loved he it. He skates the line of funny and terrifying very well. Yeah. And like I went through and I read uh, a lot of the script that I found on the Internet Movie Database and he added a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. I'll try to say it when I get to it. Uh, she asks, is this some, some kind of joke? And he says it's a game, really. And he calls her Blondie. Just now she goes and locks all the doors. Not before. Now she's yeah. going to lock the doors. Mm-hmm. I would have had them locked the minute that I'm home alone. Right? You, they should have already been locked. That's right. I'd probably go check when them you a couple in. times. Yeah. yeah. Especially if, like, your parents aren't home and shit. Lock that fucking shit. That's, That's first right. thing you tell the kids. Lock and the how far door. away are the McKenzie's? They're not right? coming. In Guam. He knows they're in the middle of nowhere, so why bother calling the cops? He wants to see what her insides look like. Yummy. And now the doorbell rings, and she screams. She screams, who's there? And he says, it's a death wish for you to say that in a scary movie. Because she's still holding on to the phone. (laughs) The whole time. Yeah. She never drops it. Ever. Now she tells him that she does have a boyfriend, and she screams. He's big, and he plays football. He'll kick the shit out of you. That's right. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I missed a lot of the lines. You, Throw them in. I have get every right in single there. one of them. 
freaking branded into my brain. If I miss one, you say it for me because I missed a lot. I think I'm here because I'm funny. You keep telling yourself that. Let's see. Uh, Oh, the caller says he knows who the boyfriend (laughs) is. It's Steve, and he's on the patio. Yes, he is. Now we see her boyfriend is tied up on the patio, and she has to play a game. If she doesn't want the caller, if she doesn't play, the caller is going to kill him. And she's got to go turn the light off to play. And uh, Steve is screaming for her not to turn the light off. And she does it anyway. And uh, she kind of slides down the wall, I guess, because she's so upset she can't stand up anymore. And then yeah. unplugs the yeah. fucking lamp. As Okay, here's a bright sign saying, this is where exactly I am. Let me unplug this one lamp. <laughs> I did not. I had to rewind it because I was like, what did she unplug just now? The I missed it. fucking lamp. Wasn't the TV. <laughs> Or the phone. Goodness. Uh, also, right now, I noticed that she's barefoot. And I read that she chose that because she prefers to be barefoot. Yeah. She's a fucking hippie. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, good, good old moose right there. <laughs> uh, let's see. He asks her who is the killer in Halloween. And she's crying and saying she doesn't know. But she did say earlier it was her favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And then she finally remembers. Who is it, guys? Michael Myers. Good job. And um, so she got that one right. Uh, Now he tells her to name the killer on Friday the 13th. And she's screaming about how she doesn't know. And then uh, she screams that it's Jason. But it turns out that she's wrong. Spoiler alert for anyone who didn't see it. It was Jason's mother. (laughs) Mrs. Voorhees. It was an old ass lady. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Who had lost her ever-loving mind. Yeah, because those damn camp counselors <laughs> fornicating instead of paying attention to her child. I feel like I would have gone on a murder spree, too. Yeah. Uh, I've got some of Siskel and Ebert's <laughs> best of 1996 movies. Ooh, let's hear them. Yeah, Siskel's list. One, Fargo. It's <laughs> a good one. Two, Secrets and Lies. Three, Breaking the Waves. I've never heard of that. Uh, four, The Sounds English like a Patient. movie. I've yeah. heard The English Patient. but All I know about it is that Elaine hated it on Seinfeld because it was like three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and people loved it because it was like an amazing romance movie. And then they had like a tub sex scene. And she said, that doesn't work. <laughs> everything I know about The English Patient. All right. <laughs> uh, number five, Lone Star. Six, Looking for Richard. Seven, Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. Hey, hey. I like that documentary. I've never heard of that. Yep. Uh, Eight, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Nine, Kingpin. That's a good one. Um, Kingpin or Kingpin? Kingpin, the bowling one. It's not pornography. I'm just making sure this list didn't go somewhere else. Hey, and number 10, Bound. Oh, that was uh, Lesbians. Oh, so hey, <laughs> you weren't wrong. I haven't even it's, watched half it's, of this. Uh, Gina Gershwin and uh, Gina Gershwin, freaking is that her name? I don't know if it's Gershwin or not. I think that's her name. I, I thought it was Gina wrong. Gershon. It's not Gershon. <gasps> Only in Louisiana so, would you okay. say some shit. Like <laughs> and then that. It's, the, it's the chick that fucking played in Bride of Chucky. I can't remember her damn name. Oh, She's got oh, that Jennifer uh, raspy voice. Shit. Not Jennifer Tomei. Uh, 
Don't the look one at in me. Liar, liar. Nobody. God, name. what is her name? Crystal's I gonna Google this shit. Freaking no! I'm looking up the scream parody. For All right, while well, oh. you look it up, find her name, and I'm gonna give y'all <laughs> Ebers the, the top fucking 10. porn parody is Who's? called Scream XXX. <laughs> oh, there was a parody. Did you watch Tilly? That? Jennifer Tilly. Yes. See, I got Jennifer. I remembered it. Good job. Didn't have to Google it. Uh, his list was the same except for for number seven. He had Hamlet. Eight was Everyone Says I Love You. Nine, Heidi Fleiss, Hollywood Ma- Madam. And ten, Big Night. I've not, I've seen like three of those. I don't know, for them being so good. I, I don't know that shit of them. Gay. Now, the least favorite movies, we're going to know these. I bet you I'm going to like all of yeah, them. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Give it to me. They're all horror. No. <laughs> Jingle All the Way. Loved it. Jack. Nope. Black Sheep. High yes. School High. Nope. Daylight. Nope. Fled? Nope. Kazam? Nope. House Arrest? Nope. I saw that one at the movies. <laughs> you didn't know what any of those were? I'm just like... <laughs> uh, Ebert's least favorite, <laughs> Strip Tease. Loved it. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> of course. All right, we're putting that in the bucket. Oh, God. The Cable Guy. Good one. Happy Gilmore. Good one. Getting Away with Murder. Nope. Are these people just sad in their lives? I don't know. I'm like, these are. Did he not <laughs> I mean, watch the cable like a, guy? I don't, I don't like the fucking, fucking laugh. Reviewers' fucking point of view. I guess it's not like smart well, I would, enough. Whatever. They're funny. I want to watch a piece of shit movie sometimes. I want to know how Ebert feels about being called Eber. <laughs> he doesn't feel anything. <laughs> Let us know. He, he real dead. Uh, how you feel about this podcast? I'm sure Ebert's dead. And one of them is. I don't know which. They're they're the same person to me. He could still let us know. Shut this shit down. From, from beyond. Go yeah. get that Ouija board. Uh, Last Man Standing, The Ghost in the Darkness, Larger Than Life, Joe's Apartment. Hey, hey, I love the roaches? Joe's Apartment. Yes. So, those two people, Siskel, Siskel and, um, who's the other one? <laughs> Whatever John you want to call her. Yeah. <laughs> they, John Doe. <laughs> they said the worst movie ever made was called Frozen Assets. It stars. <laughs> it sounds like a porn. Please tell me there's some ass in it. It stars uh, Corbin Burnson from L.A. Law and Psych. Do you know who that is? No. Oh. <laughs> And he is sent to from the head office of some corporation to manage a small town bank. However, he soon realizes the bank is a sperm sperm bank, <laughs> and hilarity is supposed to ensue. Mm. But they said there is nothing remotely funny about this movie. Uh, the peak lines are something like, "I don't even understand why they built a place like this in a hick town called Hobart." Because hicks like us also have problems with impotence and sterility and sexual performance. We're just like you. <laughs> that was the peak of the movie. Wow. <laughs> Almost as boring as wow. watching it. Listening I don't to even want to take the energy to look that shit up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Back to the movie. Yeah. Uh, the killer says there's a bonus round, even though she missed that question. But sadly, Steve is out. And uh, Steve gets gutted, and then they zoom out, and you see all his intestines yeah. and stuff. Steve guts are hanging out, dude. Disemboweled. That's she loves it. Listen, She's eviscerated. Like, Give me a spoon. Eviscerated, <laughs> disemboweled. 
love it. <laughs> the words or them doing that on the movie? The words. Like, I'm a, it's like word porn. I love words. Oh, okay. Those are interesting words to love. And the on the movie, though. Nin- so you're doing, this is 1996, you know, shit like this hasn't been done yet. That's yeah. why I keep saying, like, it's, it's fucking smart and, and inventive, you know? Because you don't Risky. see people. Be- exactly. Yeah. It's you cool. don't see fucking teenagers being disemboweled in any other movie. Yeah. That's why it did so well. Yeah. And now people do whatever the they want. The budget on this thing was fifteen million dollars. They made like a hundred and twenty four million. And all the sequels. I mean, they got and like he wasn't even gonna direct it. Yeah. They had like tons of people. He told them no multiple times. Yeah. And I I, I feel like they talked to a whole bunch of people and then he finally signed on whenever Drew Barrymore wanted to be on mm-hmm. it. And then he was like, Oh, maybe it'll be good. They had so many things happen that yeah. just I had a crush on Neve Campbell. Still do. Oh, is her name Neve? Nev. Neve. I don't know how it's pronounced. Still It's I pretty still either do. way. Just do what you want. Like it. She is very pretty. With all her little freckles. Yeah. I think it's because she looks so like Girl next door. She looks normal. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, so I saw that when they did that scene with Steve, to me, it looks really obvious after reading it that uh, I'll have to put a picture up on our Facebook that um, they had him stand behind a chair and they had like fake legs in front of it and they cut a hole in the chair for him to like put his body through it. Cool. And oh, kneel see, behind it. I paid attention to it. I just, I seed it, seed it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Please continue. Let's see. Uh, it's really gross. Drew is pretty upset, and she backs into a corner, but she still holds on to the phone and continues talking. For the bonus round, he says, what door am I at? Mm-hmm. And uh, if we're not doing any spoiler alerts, I won't Which you find anymore. out later is a freaking trick question. That's right. That's why I was like, are we elaborate? I have a whole list later of who was doing. I mean, it came out in 1996. There are some people that are probably in some sort of cave- haven't seen this movie like joelle but, yeah <laughs> i caved up after she this one saw, she just said she. Saw i know this, this was the like second 10. time this is the second time <laughs> I saw it. uh let's see she grabs a letter opener and uh it doesn't matter what dory's at because he throws a chair through the window and uh there's smoke in the kitchen she's running through the kitchen the popcorn is burning now we see the uh, killer running around in the background. And his Bro, little... she like fiercely grabs that knife out of there, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a badass bitch. It was good that, that she fought back. It was nice that... Uh, I loved it. Yeah. It was good. Not fucking falling down. That's right. Tripping over her own, I don't know, jeans. Sweatshirt. A leaf. <laughs> like when they make girls do dumb shit. Oh tripping over yeah. her boobs. And then they trip, and then they roll onto their back, and then fucking crap. <laughs> Crab crawl backwards <laughs> oh, no. every time. Mm. Let's see. She manages to get outside with her knife, still holding the phone. She crawls along the side of the house. I feel like I would have ran if the killer's in the house. Yeah. Just run. Hide in that big cornfield over there. But she's in a corner and he doesn't know where she is. I'm like, stay right there. Yeah. You can see every place right that's now. right you can see out everywhere there's nothing behind you except a fence in the house like they're not going to get you from there stay where you are and she has a knife so if they do come get her she could have done oh, but the fact that she has the phone in her hand and i'm like hang up call the cops yeah Did she see the headlights yet though like that's that's like uh, right about okay when it's, she it's sees coming that. up in just yeah. a minute 
Let's see. Uh, she still got the phone. Like Crystal said, she's on the side of the house. And now we see the killer crouching down inside the house. And to me, that part was really funny mm-hmm. to see him in there. Running around trying to look. <laughs> like when they're just like normal humans and not superhuman. Yeah. 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 Hilarious. Uh, that's another good point. They're not superhuman at mm-hmm. all in this no. movie. They, they get tripped up on carpet and dumb shit. That they makes it great. Stupid I mean, I love shit. It. <laughs> I'm just like, that's what you get. That's right. <laughs> uh, now, her saving grace. We see some headlights coming from the middle of nowhere. Maybe she's going to make it. Let's see. She crawls along the side of the house and then she peeks into the window. And boom, the killer is turning around and looking at her through the window. He crashes his fist through the window and grabs her, and she punches him in the face with the phone. Yeah, it was a good punch. It was. He goes ooh, and then like she (laughs) she looks mad while she's doing like she's fierce. Oh yeah. Uh, I read that whenever this happened, that was a Wes Craven wearing the costume. (laughs) Did she really punch him? Uh, I don't know. It says when she hits him in the face with the phone. I hope maybe she so. got hit. That's good. Uh, she still got the phone. Um, and the killer grabs her and stabs her in the chest, and she knees him in the crotch and starts crawling away, making her way back to her parents. They're going in the house and just kind of having a normal conversation about and the fucking flowers. Is it? I couldn't remember what it was. Uh. She's too out of breath to scream for them, and the killer grabs her. So I noticed that because for so long I was like, why can't she talk? But if you hear it, when he puts his hands on her throat, you can hear a crack. Oh, okay. Because like, like that's what breaks, I was I was like, why can't she holler? He breaks so that hyoid bone that's in there, mm. and she can't scream after that. Oh, Crystal, how do you know all this? Sorry, I'm just, this. I'm very excited about this movie. <laughs> I love it. We need to all be this excited every time. Uh, let's see. Um, now she's too out of breath to scream. The killer grabs her and then she unmasks him and he drags her away. So she saw who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can she see recognition look- in her eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like she doesn't yeah. look like I don't know who you are. It's like she knows you who you are. Yeah. Uh, and now their parents are still looking for her in the house. Her dad tells the mom to go to the McKenzie's. Which is the same thing that Jamie Lee Curtis told Kyle Richards to do in Halloween. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That was the Google that told oh, me that. I had read another um, that's right. Halloween reference, but it had got deleted from the scenes where when she was typing in the computer to 911, she was typing in the address on Elm Street. Oh, But it got cut from the scenes. Oh, that should have been know. there. They yeah, made like so, when I say so many, well, there's I mean, I so like many. You had to you had to cut it down or else it's going to run too long. Yeah. Yeah. I also read that um, how Wes Craven made her cry in this movie. Mm. I wasn't even going to talk about it. It was no. so mean. <laughs> it, is, it is one of those like <laughs> um, animal cruelty warnings. Like Drew came in to work and she was like crying, telling people about a case that she read about in the newspaper and he would bring it up to get her to cry. Yeah. During the movie. Like some owners had abused their animals in a really horrific way. Yeah. So yeah, he would, um, he had a, he had a tagline (laughs) that he would say that would bring all that up for her to make her cry. You can Google it. We just love animals too much. To Basically, talk about Wes Craven it. mind fucked her yeah. to make her cry yeah. in the worst fucking way. Yeah. 
I remember reading whenever the movie or uh, seeing on TV because I doubt I was reading it. Yeah, that uh, the tears were real. Mm-hmm. They went on and on about that a mm-hmm. lot about the movie that that was real tears. Uh, we see they go outside to look for her. The mom is trying to run to the McKenzie's. The popcorn is burning. Uh, the mom picks up the phone to call the police, and she can hear Casey on the phone, but they can't find her. Oh, wait, this must be now when the dad says to yeah. go to the McKenzie's. Yeah. And then her mom runs outside and does that scream. Yeah, because her mom's just, like, on the phone, and she's Freaking just like, Casey? Casey? Yeah. Casey, baby? Yeah. You just hear gurgling. Yeah. And then and, you hear, hey. And he mm-hmm. hangs up. Yeah. And then uh, it zooms in on the dad, and then it zooms in on Drew, and we see her hanging from the tree, and it's really gross. Yeah. Love this movie. And then the <laughs> credits come in. She had been gutted and hanging. That's right. Uh, I f- think I have my Drew Barrymore notes somewhere later. I don't remember where I put them, but I do have some on Nev Campbell right now. Let's go. I love her. She was on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh. It said. I don't I remember she that was episode. On Party of Five. I read that Drew Barrymore kept calling 911 when she was trying to actually. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they had forgotten to unplug the real phone. So she's really calling 911. And she was for real. Like, she called multiple times and caused, like, total chaos and confusion. Like, the cops actually showed up because wow. they hear this murder scene and shit. And, well, yeah. How yeah. do you explain that? Right. I saw They're she- like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just Drew Barrymore. Screaming my lungs out, all barefoot like. Uh, she was in Wild Things. Yep, I the, have that by the way in my notes to add to the list. Wild, th- I've never seen it. Oh, like all the horse. Is it, no, no, no. Wild I do Things like the is, horse one. Is the fucking oh, is that the one where she's got mental issues? Threesome with Kevin Bacon. Oh. And no, no, Denise no, no. Richards Charlie Sheen, right? Is it Kevin Bacon? It is Kevin what the Bacon. Fuck? I did not see this. Denise movie. Richards and Neve Campbell. No, no, no. Beth it's Campbell. not him. It's uh Matt Dillon. Oh, you're right. You're right. Kevin Bacon's a cop, right? Right. Is that Matt Dillon? The yeah, black hair? I think so. We'll we'll figure it out. They're almost all the same. Uh, Kevin Bacon is in there. He's just a cop. Uh, well, I've never seen it, so you would know better than me. <laughs> I just remember the previews. Uh, she was in The Craft, which I want to watch that. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. We need to put that one in there. And Skeet Ulrich is in it, too. Yeah. Ulrich, whatever his name is. <sighs> Playing a dick, as usual. Uh, he she has was, dick face. She was in a movie called Hair Shirt. I saw on IMDb. Never heard of it. Hmm? It's also known as Too Smooth. Oh, okay. I was trying to let's, read about Let's not put that one in the bucket. Hair Shirt. I was trying to read about it on IMDb, and under the crazy credits, it said, No animals were harmed in the making of this motion picture. Only a few human beings were truly devastated during the excruciating process of making this movie, as it was surrounded by individuals who believed their own height. It doesn't sound promising. That's what someone went out of their way to put on a bunch of people with big egos. Egos. I'm I'm not excited about it. Egos. Egos. Tell us if you watch hair shirt. Uh, Let's see. Now we start with Nev Campbell. Neve Campbell. And oh, she's typing, and she hears a noise on her. She's typing on her computer, and she hears a noise, and uh, she. 
looks out the window. I did not correct these, and clearly I can tell <laughs> as I read them. That's why we love your notes the most. <laughs> Sydney skeets at the window. <laughs> Sydney skeets Ugh, at I, the window. That's what, what I skate, typed. skate, skate. Sorry, people. Uh, we see Sydney, and she's very nice and innocent with her little voice. Is that her real voice, or is she like... Playing it up. That little baby voice. I don't know. I haven't spoken to her. <laughs> this is my real voice. Personally. <laughs> Speaking as a woman with a high-pitched fucking voice. Yeah. Well, I know your like voice. Dude, I still toddler. get the calls where they're like, can we talk to your mom? And I'm like, I am the mom. Dude, I get the ones that are like, sir. Mm. <laughs> Nobody calls me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Every now and then I'll give you a call if it's important. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we see uh, Skeet Ulrich is uh, coming through the window. She. Uh, I am going. All right. So Sydney hears a noise out the window. Uh, her boyfriend climbs in the window and she kind of screams. And then her dad uh, comes in to check on her. We see mm-hmm. that she kind of propped the doors together so he couldn't open the door all the way yeah she took her closet door and like threw it behind the other that's smart there's some rooms you can do that with like a a drawer too Mm -hmm. if you ever use a bathroom that can't lock it and has a drawer we just have a drawer that you have to (laughs) like if somebody's trying to come in on the drawers out then you can't get in like it's just and it's like fuck give me a minute yeah (laughs) my bathroom is so small that my ass knocks everything over oh it's just that one walkway (laughs) judy part of the bathroom oh judy it's three girls sharing one bathroom it's madness uh we find out her dad is going out of town and uh I got a little note on Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Is it Ulrich? Ulrich. I call him Ulrich. Ulrich. Uh, In the script, it said he was a young strapping boy of 17. Handsome and alluring. A star quarterback. Class president type of guy. No. He sports a smile that could last for days. No. No. He looks creepy and greasy. He is Johnny Depp. He looks like a bad boy. Yeah. He looks like a bad boy. And that hair. I'm Mm -hmm. like, is this supposed to be comically bad? The way his hair is in his face? I'm just like, (laughs) put some eyeliner on him and he's got that grunge look going. It's not what the script said, but I still think his character was very good well and i i wonder like he played curious good like um where he had it in his eyes where he just always kind of had you like is this motherfucker really crazy or is is he's got crazy in his eyes actors that can pull off their eyes playing the part like that's true talent oh yeah but yeah carry on he did very good at both of them Mm -hmm. being mysterious and uh crazy later (laughs) <laughs> let's see so he was in the craft he was also in uh weekend at bernie's and the teenage mutant ninja turtles original i had weekend at bernie's uh, isn't i've Riverdale. never seen it <laughs> of course you haven't of course Have you've seen it what I, do you watch i like to watch the movies that i've already seen that's all I like. <laughs> she oh, just watches God. the same movie <laughs> on repeat yeah that's what i like i do that when i don't feel good but i enjoy like watching newer movies yeah i, I was watched, gonna say you've I seen like more than 20 movies oh yeah 100 percent. i've seen probably like 30 I watched, in your whole entire life? No, I've seen a bunch. What are you averaging one movie a year? Now, new movies, anything. Same one over and over. 
anything after like 2005 or six anything justin's downloaded yeah yeah whatever justin wants to watch that's it that's what we watch i watched the new that note movie it was amazing it was really good i liked it that's my new movie that and i saw the martian recently did you? It came out like how long ago? <laughs> Ten years ago. Was with, with, I just saw it. It was really good. with Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. Oh Justin. my god! We watched it like a week ago. Um, That's wonderful. I love that for so you. It was good. Done with you. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else new I watched recently. There was something else that I can't even tell you all the. I'm new behind movies the times. Watched. Man, just just think of how great this experience is going to be. Watching all these movies for the first time with Joelle 30 years later. That's right. (laughs) All four movies we had voting this week. I was like, I've never seen any of those. Yeah. So you don't. don't Nope. Maximum Overdrive. I saw that one a bunch. You are going to love the one that that was chosen, though. I can't wait. Let's see. She says everything is fine. Her dad leaves. And then we see uh, her and Skeet kind of make out a little bit. Just a little. PG-13. A little on top of the clothes. That's right. That's what he calls it. Can we do a little on top of the clothes? So uh, smooth. Let's see. He discusses how uh, their relationship was hot and heavy two years ago and almost NC-17 rating. And now it's not. Yeah, because her fucking mom died, you piece <laughs> of garbage. Yeah, he, this isn't is he when sweet? I was like, how fucking insensitive. Oh, he's awful. Edited for TV. Uh, it gets to be too much for her than making out, and she ends it, and he leaves out the window. Well, that's because he tries to sneak his little hand under her moo-moo. Yeah, under her <laughs> sexy moo-moo. I tried telling Crystal that was a nightgown, she, she swears moo-moo. it was right, a moo-moo. All right, so you, was it a moo-moo or a nightgown? All right, so it's a nighty uh-huh. because that's kind of what they had whenever you were a little girl. That she's too old for it, but that is what they now. Had. Now a muumu has sleeves, yes, and buttons and pockets. pockets. All right, you guys, <laughs> let's let's pockets talk. are we're necessary. Gonna, I don't even know if there were pockets for muumu. We're gonna work status. Listen, you guys, let us know because I think it's a muumu, and, and these hoes think it's muumus are made for like outdoor. Oh, is it for outdoor? Like it's it's her thing was kind of like a little see throughy a little bit, but like it was cotton. I had nightgowns like that as a kid on it, Ladies or can, roses or something. Exactly, fucking. you can go to Walmart in your muumu. You cannot go to Walmart in your nighty. Oh, we'll that's see. the difference. Let me know, guys. I think you can go to Walmart with a pair of sweatpants pulled up over your boobs. Well, I mean, <laughs> we've seen them go to fucking Walmart in all the ways, but if you're keeping it classy. You're keeping your 90s no, at home. It keeps it classy at Walmart. That's well, the point. You that's why to. the classy ones are at Target. Target. Okay. Target. I don't go there. Because it's too expensive. It's dangerous. I go to Walmart in my moo-moo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. He's leaving out of the window, and he says he's not trying to rush her into the sex stuff. And then she says she'll show him something PG-13 and shows him her boobs. I kind of felt the sex pressure um, of teenage life. Like, that kind of brought it up. That's a stressful time. Yeah. He was really pushing it. Um, I have some kids' toys that were popular in 1996. Buzz Lightyear. Costume. Price, 1999. That was very popular. That's what the kids wanted. Okay. And... uh, Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, Lord. That was, I have like two pages of notes on Tickle Me Elmo, but. Didn't the Furby come out that year? Was that the next year? What was the haunted one? 
when Tiffany when it Yellow giggles in the middle of the night. That's why I was like, didn't isn't that when Furby came out too around that time? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know Furby. They were really expensive too. I my remember. oldest was born that year. She had a Furby like two years later, and then they really did go off in the middle of the night. They were terrifying. Oh, sounds scary. The Elmo, um, twenty seven ninety nine, and like they that was the year that they had the big thing where people were like women lost their yeah, minds fighting each other for it because and they selling didn't have it. elmos for like ten thousand dollars furbies was 1998 oh two years I, later i read that somebody purchased a tickle me elmo for seven thousand dollars yeah. and Den- this is all on the wikipedia for tickle me elmo i really went deep dive <laughs> um Let's see. They had oh, and uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Remember that Rosie O'Donnell show? That mm-hmm. was a big deal then, and she plugged it. And they kind of think that's what made people so crazy for getting them. Rosie O'Donnell is like crazy now, isn't she? I have I don't know anything about her mm-hmm. right now. I feel like as mm-hmm. a lesbian, I should know more about her, but I do not because I don't find her to be interesting. You don't know all the lesbians? She no. was way popular mm-hmm. before Ellen's show. I went to Ellen's house a couple. I years think they've ago. all had some. Pl- political issues and well you know. El- ellen's got uh her roseanne like all of them their ricky staff, lake they staff all got treated like shit and yeah. they're like promoting this be kind to everyone blah 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 and then you're as long as you don't work like for me shit. yeah she's a big old meanie don't be an asshole which i mean if you look back now there were like so many interviews with her that were taken out of context oh. like she was just being rude Mm. But they thought maybe it was like her they little shtick of they being think it's funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. I had more Tickle Me Elmo information, but we'll skip some of it. Thanks. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I really deep dived it. I think I have that thing Ten where like you can't focus later. on what you need to do, but yeah. you can hyper focus on uh-huh. something on that some has nothing small, to do with stupid it. shit. <laughs> That's why we're off topic. Blame me. Friends off topic. Let's see. Um, we hear uh, this movie had the best sound effects. There's like a crashing noise. And uh, now we're at the school. Yeah. And there's a news van and we see Gail and her super cool yellow suit that I wish that I had. Bro, it's and lime green. Woodsboro High. Yep. Lime green. I thought it was yellow, but you're no, her right. second outfit's yellow. Oh, okay. She uh, is wearing one of those stupid pleather yellow jackets at the party. Mm-hmm. I probably had one or wanted one. Uh, somehow Sydney gets off the bus to school. She hasn't heard anything that happened. And her friend Rose McGowan, uh, what was her name? Tatum. 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 I loved her name. Popped up and uh, starts telling her about how Casey and the boyfriend were killed and gutted and her parents found them. Steve. A little information about Rose McGowan. McGowan. She uh, doesn't live in the United States anymore. Oh. She lives in Tulum. She's fucking done with it. Oh, I can't blame her. Uh, She was in the Coma White music video. The what? Coma White, the Marilyn Manson video, because she dated Uh, him then. I didn't. I I think I did. I do remember her dating him. She dated. Did she not date Marilyn Manson as well? That's the coma white. Was it? Did That's, I say Marilyn Manson? Who did I did. say? She said I Marilyn thought she Manson. Said, oh my God. Why did I think you said Rob Zombie just now? <laughs> she legit <laughs> said my Marilyn Manson. Go? I don't oh, know. He's, he's a, uh, an abuser, I believe. Yeah. 
That's when he was. Fuck the patriarchy. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, that's just (laughs) one woman's opinion. Just one. We all have different opinions. I'm not giving mine (laughs) on anything. I'm trying to stay stay neutral so that we can welcome everyone to our podcast. All right? (laughs) You can say what you want. Except the assholes. Y'all stay at home. I will. Peace and love, y'all. Let's see. Uh, she was on Charmed, Machete, Monkey machete. Bone. Dude, during that whole movie, every time they say his name, it's Machete. So machete. I've never seen it. It's, I never saw it's, it. It's funny. With Danny Trejo. Yeah, you need to see it. Uh, she, she was a shocker. She's never seen it. Yeah, shocker. But I did see the other two, the Death Proof and the uh, Planet Terror that she was in. Oh, my God. They were so good. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I loved all those. I loved them. She was in Biodome and in Ceno Man and Monkey Bone. <laughs> I love both those. Monkey Bone was Monkey Bone. I don't know a lot she about replaced it. Shannon Doherty on Charmed because Shannon Doherty was a fucking nightmare to work with. Oh yeah, I did hear that. She was a bitch. Probably still I've heard is. something like Poor that. Poor thing has cancer though. So well, that's very sad. Yeah. Uh, I heard. I read that she made an album in 2020. Rose McGowan. Oh. It was called Planet Nine. Okay. Got to Google that and hear I'm some of her music. Zero desire. <laughs> I won't be doing that. Uh, let's see. Rose McGowan says that it's the worst crime they've seen. And she kind of pauses. And, you know, we'll find out later about the worst crime they've ever seen. You know. Yes, it is. I do. I okay, do you looked confused. I mean, I did watch the movie <laughs> several times. Uh, we go to the principal's office and we see Principal Henry, Sheriff Dewey. Is Dewey Sheriff Dewey? Is he Sheriff? Deputy Dewey. Deputy Dewey. He's yeah, not called Dewey. He hates that name. His name <laughs> is Dwight. Oh, I didn't okay. catch that. Well, listed as a cast member, it is Deputy Dewey. Oh, yeah. Deputy <laughs> Dewey Boy is what she calls him later. Yeah. But he, he goes on later about how yeah, he doesn't like I being know. called Dewey. He's a grown-up. He Does mom know? <laughs> uh, in the script, it said that Principal Hembree was an old codger of a man with a sour face. Oh, I'm glad they got who they got. Me too. And he... it said... Mm-hmm. What they didn't want to feature him too much because they wanted to focus on the younger, newer cast. I yeah. thought that was so cool, too. It is. Is that what you were about to say? Yeah. Nuts. But you said it better than me. Uh, that is Henry Winkler playing the principal. That's mm-hmm. because I'm the alpha. You are. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> she guides Get. all our periods for us. I really do. I was talking about it at the gym the other day. Everybody is synced up with me. I was like, my uterus is bossy as fuck, you guys. You don't even understand. They I didn't even have a period until Crystal came along. People mm-hmm. at the post office that I don't even hang out with. Andrea goes yeah. to the post office to work. They are synced up with me. Yeah, I have to let my know my friends know when Crystal's on her period. So they don't think that they're psychotic. See, men, you need to listen so you can know see what men. all the women are talking about. See, men. <laughs> huh. I hope you're sticking around, people. They're not. Listening. Uh, Henry Winkler. He did a lot of cartoon vo- voices. He was on Arrested Development. Uh, he was on an adult swim show called Children's Hospital. I don't remember that one. No, I don't know. I didn't watch Adult Swim. Oh, I did. I watched a lot of it. I'm not hating on it, but oh. I am an adult who doesn't watch cartoons. I did watch that one on Adult Swim. Which one? 
Aeon Flux. Oh, oh that was that's that not was like on MTV. That was MTV. Oh, okay. And well, Aeon Flux fuck is in a whole other that's what I watched. Don't play. We're that was some at night shit. That shit in the movie. Uh, MTV. I do not want to watch that. No, <laughs> dude, it, it is actually really good. It's really. Good. I think it's too new. It's from two thousand something. Shut your face. Uh, we're not allowed to watch that. <laughs> it's you know we're grown ass women. It, we do it's what the we people want. pick it. Then the people have spoken. That's it. You know what we need to watch? Some other movies. Henry Winkler was in Holes. Seen it? It's a good movie. I saw it a lot. I read, read the book too. Read the book as well. Shut. That's good. See, I see things. Little Nicky. I saw that. Oh, wow. so stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> Crystal has love hate for um, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. He's, he's stupid, I, but also like I still Sandler. have to watch everything he does because sometimes you just need a fucking stupid movie to laugh to. What was the one where he uh, was it Spanglish where he was like a cook? Yes. Oh my that god. That was a good okay, one. I yeah. love that movie. That was a good one. Love it. Uh, the Water Boy. That's a good one. Sorry. It just funny. Very, it's stupid, but it's funny. But it depicts people from Louisiana like we're the dumbest people on the planet. And we are not all the dumbest people not on the planet. Not all of us. They got some smart I'm, people here, but it is not the majority. <laughs> and but, love- I mean, where he stayed deep in the swamps, that can be. They can't all be fucking... No, not all. I'm just going to say, I know someone who talks like that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I'm just saying. Please tell me he crosses his fucking eyes, too. No. <laughs> I don't know. He's always wearing sunglasses when I see him. <laughs> Mama says. <laughs> no, not that guy. The other one that's like riding on the back or someone's riding you on his back. It. That guy? No, no. That's Rob Schneider. Um, the other one that was the dad in 51st Dates. Oh. In the water boy, you know who I'm talking about? Come on. Oh, the like one of the coaches, right? I don't think he was a coach. I think he oh, was just around. I'm, I'm oh. But he couldn't talk. I'm done here. It's so important. Uh one thing he was in that I didn't know, he was in the too legit to quit video. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> was it Happy Days? Two hundred and fifty five yes. episodes of Happy Days. Oh, okay, thank you. And there was five shows where he played the Fonz. Of Besides course. Happy Days. Nice. Um, let's see. On Happy Days, he made $50,000 per half hour episode. That's pretty sweet. It's a lot. I want to make $50,000. I've, I've been on this podcast. What have we been recording for? Like an hour? Let's 50,000 hours. <laughs> let's go. 50,000 hours later. It's been 84 years. <laughs> we have uh, the Sheriff Burke. His name is Joseph Whip. Playing the sheriff on here. He also played a cop in Nightmare on Elm Street. <gasps> mm-hmm. You fucking lie. This is what the IMDB said. Let's knock that little gem in there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to re man. You gotta I, rewatch I, 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 that. I'm so ashamed of myself. Uh someone, Kevin Williamson, that was the writing, the writer, right? Yes. He said the backstory that he had there that he put with him put in his head was that uh the sheriff was so upset by the events in Nightmare on Elm Street that he moved to a small town in Northern California. And that's why he's in this. Interesting. I really like that. Mm. Good. Sucks that that dude keeps running into fucking <laughs> murder and mayhem. That's but another as a, one. Of, <laughs> as a sheriff, I mean, what else did you see? It's yeah. another one of those people in this movie that is wearing killer black boots. Oh, yeah. When they zoom in on his shoes. Yep. Uh, so, Deputy Dewey, 
Dwight. Deputy Dewey boy. Uh, he was on the new Creep Show. He played Sheriff somebody. I don't know. Watch that, man. <laughs> uh, he was on Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Oh, A God. whole bunch of wrestling stuff on uh, IMDb. Like, too many to list. Um, Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh, I like that. He was in the Creed video, What If? Oh, my God. He oh, played well, Sheriff was, Dewey. <laughs> that was, listen, no. Uh, what If was on the soundtrack for Scream 3. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I was going to say, he had it. to have been in there for some kind of reason. Fun fact, I know all that stupid shit. I had no idea that song was on a movie. That's what really funny if? to me. Sorry. <laughs> he was on Airheads and that original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. I liked... Uh, the movie? I think so. The one okay. with the, what's her face? I don't know her name. I can't remember her name. But it had Luke Perry in it. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't know her name. <laughs> Luke Perry. Uh, let's see. Back to the movie. Okay. Friends off topic. That's right. Uh, so she's going to the sheriff's uh, principal's office to get asked about these crimes. And uh, they're all really nice to her. They ask how she's doing. The principal is very nice and protective. And he says they're going to keep it brief. And uh, as they talk to her, we the camera moves to outside, and we hear the principal on the speaker saying, "Remember, your principal loves you and wants you to be safe." <laughs> He's so nice. And uh, now we see the other teenagers, uh, Jamie Kennedy, Matthew Lillard, and they're all discussing what happened to Casey. The boys are really gross about it. They discuss how the bodies are gutted. And I noticed Jamie Kennedy had on some really bright green shoes. <laughs> it's important to me. <laughs> it said Seth Green also auditioned for that role. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio screen tested with Holly Marie Combs for the roles of Billy Loomis and Sidney Prescott. Nope. Mm-mm. But I don't know who she is. When mm. worked. Who is that? I don't know. Oh. Leo wouldn't have worked, though. Uh, Matthew Lillard has his arm over her back. It says in the script that he is a Billy wannabe. Almost the jock, almost handsome, almost cool. But he tries way too hard. Yeah, I read I read that he had one of the part of Billy Loomis, but they they were legit like Um, you're not what was it like the right material to make out with Nev Kemple? <laughs> He shagged throughout this whole movie. They were like, no, basically, you're not hot enough. (laughs) And he's like seven feet tall, too. Yeah. He does say, like, this is one of his um, least favorite performances. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, If you let me find my notes, I can tell you exactly his verbiage. He said, um, nope, not on that page. Uh, In the script, it said Randy, Jamie Kennedy's uh, character, is supposed to be a tall, gangly kid with no such Billy-like aspirations. And they should have changed him with Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he said... I thought he was good, the Jamie Kennedy one. Oh, he was, but if you want tall and gangly, that's Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. They gave him, um, like, best friend part, though, because he wanted the main character part so bad. But it said he hated his performance, his big gums, his big teeth, and really big... Or a really tiny fucking head oh. is how he described his performance. Oh, see, I like that. I like watching movies from like the 90s and stuff because people look like real people. They have real teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, they just yeah. look normal. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Rose McGowan and Matthew Lillard discuss how the hunter could have been a woman. And they kind of go back and forth arguing about it. Uh, the police are asking if it was a hunter because they were gutted. And they kind of discuss what does that mean or how do you gut someone is what uh, Nev Campbell says. And yeah, I, mean, I imagine unless you hunt, you probably don't truly know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have known. Uh, Lillard kind of goes into details explaining how you gut someone. And Skeet calls him a fuck rag because oh, he yeah, has no. no tact. He gets really fucking He's excited tag, about it. Fuck rag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie Kennedy goes on and um, kind of accuses Lillard of killing them, but he says that he has an alibi. And then he asks, Randy, where were you? And he says he was working at the video store. Rose says, didn't you get fired? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Because you've worked at a video store. Yes, but I <laughs> did. I get fired. I don't remember. It doesn't matter now because they don't exist. <laughs> that one still exists, doesn't it? They still have one. I there's think one there's like one on blockbuster somewhere. somewhere that people go to. That's a party spot. Uh, Randy goes on to do a Jerry Lewis impression, <laughs> asking if they really put her liver in a mailbox. I don't know why he did that impression or how it fits in here. It doesn't. And uh, like the whole time he's doing it, I'm just like. Well, what is the purpose? I don't know. Because I was—I don't even know what movie it's from. If it's from a movie or something. He would know because he works at the movie person. Yeah. Uh, all these kids are eating lunch. I noticed these five teenage grown adults decided that they're all going to share a bag of green grapes. <laughs> That's what they had for lunch. I didn't eat lunch back when I was in high school, though. Like, you oh, hit yeah. the concessions stand or the um, vending machine, and I that was lunch. lunch. I, I think I'd get a Snickers bar from the vending machine and eat that. Well, that we called it the little man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I forgot all about that. Uh, let's see. We hear another scary noise, that sound effect, and the school bus pulls up. We see Sydney getting dropped off at home. And we hear some sad music as Sydney gets dropped off at her amazing Look How Rich I Am house. Right? What did her parents do? Big and beautiful. Dad amazing. Works away. Yeah. Uh, Sydney is discussing with Rose about staying over because her dad's going to be out of town. And who would want to stay in that big house all alone after your friends get murdered? Right. Um, she watches TV. She sees all these awful news stories about the murders. And then we see Gail discussing, um, a murder. And we kind of figure out that that's Sydney's mother, that she was raped and murdered a year ago. And that's what Gail was talking about on she the TV. She was raped? I think that's what it said. How did I? How did I miss that? Yeah, that really, means that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say the rest. He's bad. Uh, Courtney Cox. She was on Friends, of course. Cougar Town. She was in a Counting Crows video, The Long December. I remember that. Well, no, no, no. She I don't remember the another, video. She was on another video. There was like that was like her first thing. She gets pulled up yeah. on the stage. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what song oh, it is. Oh my god. Uh, she was on Family Ties with Michael J. Fox, and she was on a live action. Masters of the Universe from 1987. I do not remember that. A He-Man movie? I don't want to remember Bruce that. Springsteen dancing that's in it. the dark. Yeah, that's it. Uh, she was also in Toad the Wet Sprocket Good Intentions video. And it said that Elizabeth Berkeley auditioned for the role of Gail Weathers. Hmm. But she was immediately turned down due to the backlash she received for the movie Showgirls. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. 
I read that she um, had contacted Wes Craven. Oh, like she wanted to be in it. Yeah, like she wanted to be in it so bad. And she told him, like, I can really be a bitch. (laughs) 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 Like, because she was Monica at the time on Friends. Oh, yeah. Nice, sweet Monica. And she, like, she was like, I really can be a bitch. She did good. She was a bitch as Gail. Mm -hmm. She was mean. Um, I saw they had that really cool old phone on the wall in her house <laughs> i was into that um now she kind of falls asleep on the couch it gets dark um rose I'm just like how do you take a nap after all that <laughs> teenage life still gotta sleep i guess she goes right to sleep i'd be nerved the fuck up um tatum calls and says that she's coming over and i'm like these people are so rich sydney is waiting for her to come pick her up her mm-hmm. dad didn't get her a car no why? Why didn't she have a car? Um, Rose McGowan talks about how she wants to rent the video all the right moves. Because if you pause it just right, you can see his penis. Who's he? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's penis. Uh, I did Google that because I was like, all right, how true is this? What is this really? Do you know is anything it about it? No. It's a body double, but you can see it. <gasps> is this why he was so worried about how he was going to go to the bathroom? and? <laughs> Oh, still. Everything is connected. I'll show my penis if I need to. I need to know what to do with my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Leah Thompson was in that movie with him, though, and it it didn't sound like a great movie. Leah Thompson is pretty. She's beautiful. Um, She had to do two nude scenes, and she didn't want to do either one in that movie. And he actually did a really cool thing and said that he would do the nude scene with her. And she Hmm. said that that was really cool of him. Tom Cruise? Yes. What a nice guy. And it turns out she got married to the director of the Some Kind of Wonderful movie. I love. That's a good movie. Some Kind of Wonderful. I do, too. I'd She's, watch it right She now. got some hardcore lesbian vibes. Mary Stuart Masterson. Oh, yeah. She kind of did. It's the short hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Sydney gets a phone call right after getting off the phone with Tatum. It's not Tatum. It's that scary voice. And she thinks it's Randy picking on her um, randy gets blamed for so much he does uh they're talking about scary movies so it seems like it could be randy she says she doesn't like scary movies you know that uh what's the point they're all the same some big kill some killer is chasing a big-breasted woman it's insulting the killer says he's not randy and we hear the scary music and she looks a little scared the killer says uh, he's on her front porch, and she calls this bluff and goes outside and picks her nose. And it turns, <laughs> <laughs> it turns, what am I doing? Yeah, what am I doing right now? It turns out he really can't see her. She tries to get off the phone, and he screams at her that if she hangs up, she'll die just like her mother. Uh, she runs in and locks the door, and a killer flies out of the closet in the costume trying to stab her. He slams her down on the floor and grabs her hand and hits it on the floor. And she looks a little dazed, but then she manages to kick him in the chest. Can we go with... Yes. She said, fuck you, you cretin, and hangs up. Oh, I didn't get that part. Fucking cretin. Gotta save that. Uh, She runs up the stairs with him following close behind, and she uses her little door method to lock him out. And she can't get the phone to work, so she starts, uh, I don't know, faxing 911. What is she doing? No, she's on her computer. That's when I said, like, this was one of those scenes where they kind of cut it out, but she was 
contacting 911 through her computer on the internet. And um, they had typed in her address as whatever that, yeah, the Elm Street address. Mm. But they had cut that one from the scenes. I love those little uh, tidbits. The killer can't get in. And to me, it's really funny that he's trying to get in. Mm -hmm. He's just with his (laughs) arm, just like flailing through the crack. (laughs) And uh, as she's doing that with 911 on the uh, computer, the killer runs away and then Skeet pops in out the window. Good old Billy. Good old Billy. What a surprise. She's very relieved to see him until a cell phone falls out of his pocket, making him look real guilty. Carries around a cell phone. I love how we call them cell phones, but during this movie, the entire time they called them the cellular. Oh, <laughs> cellular device. A yeah, cellular. they say. Yeah, did they say device? Uh huh. On oh, one wow. of them, she's like, "Where's the cellular device?" Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, Gail. Yeah. Uh, she looks pretty upset, and she thinks maybe that was him pranking her. And um. I was trying to figure out what was their plan right there of him coming in the window, the killer, that uh, they didn't kill her right then. Just Just to fuck with her. Just to fuck with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. She runs out of the room down the stairs, and she throws open the front door. Oh, no. It's the killer again. Wait. It's just a mask, and it's Dewey. (laughs) 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 Dewey waving his gun around with his finger on the trigger. (laughs) If you don't know, that's really unsafe. People out there, don't Don't do do that. that. Yeah, don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're killing something. Which, don't do that either. That's right. Uh, Let's see. Dewey is reading him his rights, and his voice is really funny to me. He sounds it. It it really is. (laughs) Real goofy and weak. Um. The sheriff arrives, and Dewey's like, I caught him. It's Billy Loomis. And uh, they go in. Hey, Loomis <laughs> is the last name of the doctor on Halloween. It oh. is. The psychiatrist. Dr. Loomis. See, it's cool that wink, you know. Wink, You know that just from knowing it. I had to get it from the internet to know oh, it. Oh, no, I know all, all horror movie dumb shit. I love it. Uh, they're talking to Sydney in the ambulance, and uh, Rose... Uh, Tatum pulls up in her little orange beetle car and she runs up to comfort Sydney and she says that she's supposed to be coming to spend the night and Dewey's like does mom know (laughs) (laughs) and she calls him a doofus which he was like 25 in this movie yes doofus he was young he was a doofus he was a little bit of a doofus uh and he's got the costume so I guess the killer stripped off the costume and left it. He's going to go just get a new one. Which, how do you not have any sort of DNA in that costume? I, that's a good question. You're definitely sweating in it because you're, what is it, California? Did they DNA back yeah, I think then? so. Early 90s? Mid-90s? Mm, not as much. When, they would at least collect forensics it. Forensics came out. Yeah. They would have collected then, like, but the I guess like stuff. It, it's, I guess because it's newish, it would have taken a long-ass time. Yeah, to get they weren't back. thinking about DNA. Yeah. Good questions. Uh, the news van pulls up and Gail yells at Jesus to get his camera out. I don't know why she calls him that because he says, my name's not Jesus. Uh, the camera guy. Maybe it's Jesus. <laughs> his name is Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> but she says Jesus. Jesus, Kenny. Get the camera. Get the camera, Jesus. 
the camera guy, um, he was on American Horror Story, X Files, and Seinfeld. Oh my god, I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. I was on, uh, what's that thing called? IMDb. Yeah. Um, it said that he played Cameron Diaz's mentally challenged brother in There's Something About Mary. Uh, oh, really? Break mm-hmm. the beans. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> Uh, he was also on Black Mask, The Highwaymen, The Unforgivable, uh, uh, Freddy's New Nightmare, and A uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. How did I not know he was on Freddy's New Nightmare? But Jesus. I don't know. Well, you know how it is when you go back and watch something and then you're like, oh, look at them when they were like way younger. Mm-hmm. And you didn't realize they played it. Thank you for doing the high pitch. Very small child. Voice. <laughs> oh, my God. It's her phone answering voice. It is. Oh my that god! Is my nice voice. Voice. And there's the nine hundred number voice. <laughs> that's the that's the sultry one. That's right. Start charging people. <laughs> uh, Gail is trying to get the story from Tatum, and Tatum is kind of sort of like f you and drives away in her beetle. And Gail is really talking to Jesus and telling him mm-hmm. to move his fat lard ass next time. <laughs> yeah, she tells Gail she's a pain in about, the ass. I know that you're about. <laughs> 50 pounds overweight. But when I say hurry, please interpret that as move your fat tub of lard ass now. Perfect. She's got it bitch. perfect. I love you. Thank you for this. Up with <laughs> this newswoman is really driven. Uh, now they're at the police station. Saw a Dunkin' Donuts bag. Jimmy's desk did. looks oh like God. a kid's desk. He's like got he's a got sticker a, on his computer. Legos what was the sticker? And I don't even know. It was like a um, was a like an officer um, cartoon kind of thing. <laughs> Some stupid deputy shit. something so, cartoon character kind of thing. He had uh, one of those boob hats on his computer of too. He did. You oh. know what I'm talking about? That's when he's working undercover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it looks like he's looking online for maybe some reservations. They're looking on the yeah. They're looking for her dad. dad. And uh, he's supposed to be at the Hilton. And I'm like, why don't they just call his work and get some information? Nobody knows that number, I guess. It's Deputy Dewey. (laughs) The cops ask, uh, talk to Billy and Billy's dad. And they ask him, what are you doing with the cellular telephone? And he says, everyone has them. No, they didn't. Yeah, that's what I said. Not in (laughs) in 1996. No. And uh, they discuss how he went to Sydney's house last night and asked him if he killed Casey. And he looks like he's about to cry because he didn't kill anyone. And um, they said they have to hold him until they get the phone records. Yeah, but then he turns around and he looks fucking pissed off and evil. Oh, yeah, when he looks at Sydney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and now they're back outside and we see Gail and the cameraman pull up. And she's trying to get into the police station to talk to them. And Skeet's trying to get Sydney to look at him as they're bringing him through there. And I see some more Duncan bags. bags. <laughs> Here comes uh, Tatum trying to comfort Sydney. I don't know where she was. Maybe the bathroom. And we get some more information about the mask and the costume. Um, on the outside of the packaging, it's called Father Death. And it says they find out that they sell them everywhere. And uh, they're pulling phone records, and they say they're going to have them by tomorrow morning. I feel like that's pretty fast. That is pretty fast. Yeah, 1996. Yeah. I guess they had no laws back then. You could just get what you wanted. 
And uh, Rose is fussing about them leaving, and Dewey's voice is really funny. And he says, what did mom tell you about obeying me when I'm wearing this badge? I'm the man of the wall. She bullies him. (laughs) He's a doofus. Oh, he's a doofus. She literally bullies him into letting Sydney go home. Yeah. Because they wanted to keep her Sorry, Deputy Dewey boy. It's time to go. (laughs) No respect. And now we got Andrea taking over. All right. Well, they end up downstairs and they sneak out the back. Gail shows up with her microphone. Sydney asks Gail, how's the book? Gail says it'll be out later that year and that she will send Sydney a copy. Sydney then turns around and punches Gail in the face. Magical. (laughs) How great did you love all that? I, I loved every second of it. Yeah. Dewey tells her nice shot while escorting her to his vehicle. And Sydney calls her a bitch. She says it with such disdain. I bet it felt good. She saved it up. Sydney's going to sleep over at Tatum's. Tatum's mom comes in and tells Sid she has a phone call. And all we know at this point is it's not her dad. Sydney goes to the phone and says, hello. The killer responds, hello, Sydney. <laughs> I love that part. Mm -hmm. She dramatically screams, no. (laughs) (laughs) The killer accuses her of fingering the wrong guy. Obviously. Poor Billy boyfriend. In the next scene, it's the next day. And the story of how her mother was murdered by Cotton Weary is playing on the TV. Cotton is appealing his death sentence. Dewey tells Sydney that Billy was released and that his cell phone was clean. That was really quick. It was like, really, really quick. quick. I feel like, I mean, that was after hours. Yeah. Uh, Sydney and Tatum, Tatum <laughs> are getting dropped off at school by Dewey. And the reporters are there, of course. Um, and in this part, I learned that, what was her name? Linda, Linda Blair. Blair. Yeah. Yeah. Made her little cameo appearance. The one, one in the, the Exorcist. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Captain Howdy. <laughs> Gail uh, approaches and they argue about Cotton Weary, whether he's guilty or innocent. Gail thinks he was framed. Sydney apologizes for mangling Gail's face. <laughs> and Gail's just worried about her book sales, truly. Yeah. Inside the school, someone dressed up as Ghostface comes screaming down the hall as Tatum, Sydney, and Stu are talking about Billy by the lockers. This is the part where they're talking. I don't know if you're going to get to it or not. And Rose McGowan, like, hits Matthew Willard in the face. <laughs> Stupidity leak. With her sucker, she just smacks him in the face. Yeah, no, but she does abuse him quite often. Uh, Sydney runs off crying and runs right into Billy. Billy tells her the cops told him he must have scared off the killer. I saw he still had on his outfit and his fingers were still black with the fingerprint ink. Yeah, because he hadn't bathed. But he went to school. Because he's greasy. But you're going to go. Why would you go to school? (laughs) After you've been arrested all night. Because he's hardcore. He went to go check on his girlfriend. That's where his friends are at. Not everyone's got cell phones. I don't. Uh, Sydney is freaking out about almost being filleted 
And Billy just wants to know why she's changed since her mom died. A whole year ago, how dare she not get over right, that's it? That's when I'm just like, you what an asshole. piece of shit. She asked if his brain is leaking. He thinks she should have gotten over it by now. It's <laughs> been a year. Principal, a whole year. You should just be over it by now, and we should be getting laid. Yeah. That's basically (laughs) his whole mindset. It's been a year. Why haven't we had sex yet? Yeah. Uh, Principal Hembry is chastising two teen boys who are wearing a ghost face mask, and he's chopping up the mask when he tells them they're both expelled. He is so mad. He is so mad. He's protective of those kids. Yes. But not all of them. Um, Then he threatens. Not now. (laughs) Then he threatens their insensitive asses with scissors. I like how he called them little shits. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he is so done with them now. It's not wrong. Oh, no, he's not. Sydney's in the bathroom at school when she starts hearing bitch girls saying Sydney was probably the killer because she's a slut, just like her mom. The cheerleader says she gets her drama from Ricky Lake. (laughs) Do y'all remember Ricky Lake? Oh, yeah, I used to watch it. I did. I didn't realize that. The Ricky Lake Show went on for 11 years. Really? Yeah. See, I would watch that one. I used to love those shows. Yeah. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Oh, yeah. That one. And then like Phil that, Donahue. Mari. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was back when well, Mari. She, yeah, she was like the youngest, they you said, watch a little, at the time. Well, Monta Williams as well? Shut yeah. up. I'm just curious <laughs> but, if the people have seen Montel Williams. But Mari, too, would do the father ones, right? Yeah, you are yeah. not but, the father. But used to, he had a regular show mm-hmm. before it was just every episode yeah. was, who is the dad? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the people wanted. Yeah. They it's like Jerry Springer used to be like a legit interviewer. And then it's like, oh, now we're going to fight yeah. and have the dumbest shit ever. That one was so silly. <laughs> Okay, after these bitches leave, Sydney finds herself alone in the bathroom, or at least she thinks she is when she hears her name. Uh, she puts both her bare ass oh, hands saw that. on the disgusting fucking bathroom floor and sees nothing. And the she, whole time, my brain is screaming. You're I'm touching like, the bathroom no! floor. No bathroom floors, no bar floors, no public floors. Don't do it. I immediately thought of you when that happened, actually. <laughs> I wrote it in my notes. Uh, then we see two boots step down off the toilet. And we see the black cloak fall. Sydney runs for the door just as Ghostface flies out of the stall. She makes it out the bathroom door just in time. We see Gail flirting with Dewey, who says he's 25. She says he doesn't look a day over 12. Except on the upper torso area. <laughs> right. like, oh, so the lower torso doesn't look 12? <laughs> and um, she's really just trying to get the scoop. Or at least that's the... Uh, just I'm getting. Oh, yeah. That's how you get it, like, the whole time. It's like, oh, she's just flirting with him. And then later on, yeah. you're like, oh, she actually likes him. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. cute. I did read that this is where she fell in love with her future husband. Mm-hmm. And I, That their flirting was kind of real. Yeah. 
I think that I read that this is kind of why he wanted that role. Yeah, he wasn't time with her. They said he wasn't meant to live past the first one. Mm. So I didn't know that. Just saying. And then this movie kind of follows their relationship a little bit too, like Mm. uh, the franchise. You know, Mm -hmm. as they go along. Oh, I didn't know that. Because she was like, in the first one, we fell in love. and the second one, we hated each other. And just before the third one, they were getting married. But that's in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of follows. Yeah. Um, at this time, Principal Hembry announces that school is canceled until further notice. Thanks to the serial killer running around. Mm-hmm. Stu invites Sydney and Tatum to an impromptu party at his house that night. Um, and the principal is trying to get on, or he's trying on the mask, I'm sorry, when he gets a knock on his door. He goes and checks, and there's no one there. This happens two more times. Um, one of the times he opens, we see a janitor dressed up as Freddy Krueger, and it's Wes Craven. I loved that so much. What does he say, Crystal? What'd you say to me? <laughs> oh, he, he, the principal says something yeah. when he opens the door. He's a, no, not you, Fred. <laughs> like, uh, no, he, uh, I can't remember what he says. I think he curses. He yells out the door something, and yeah. then the other guy Probably says, screaming at fucking What'd kids, you say man? to me? Damn ass kids. Um, Hembry keeps scaring himself in the mirror. And when he closes his office door, Ghostface is there and stabs him. He has good screams, too. Yeah. I saw that uh, Wes Craven had to kind of fuss at him and say, you're getting killed right now. Wouldn't you be screaming more? (laughs) And had to get him to act it up a little more. In the next scene, Tatum and Sydney are talking about her mom and what Tatum believes and whether her mother's killer is still out there. Is this whenever they're sitting on the beds and uh, they have on their jammies and she's got her little stuffed animal? No, that's no, when that she's was when like, her mom had come in. This was like they were like oh, sitting okay. outside or at a park or some shit on a porch, someone's porch. Oh yeah, it might have been her actual porch. Oh okay, I do remember that now. Next, we see Randy's working at a packed movie rental store because now that everyone's stuck at home, that's all they got to do is watch movies. Stu scares him and then invites him to his party. They're talking about if Billy is the killer and the rules of horror movies. Stu says he thinks it's Sydney's dad because no one can get a hold of him. And Billy shows up and accuses Randy of being the killer. Um, This is when, to me, he like kind of really starts to show he might be a little off his rocker. Which one, Stu? Uh, Billy. Billy, yeah. I mean, a little more so. Like, at first you're questioning it, but then yeah. you're like, motherfucker, you might really be great. Yeah. Uh, we see everybody's running home and locking up before curfew. Uh, looking like the town that dreaded sundown. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it. Dewey drives up with... <laughs> I you haven't seen anything. <laughs> we know. I just want to beat my head on this table right now. <laughs> it's glass. Don't do that. <laughs> Dewey drives up with Tatum and Sydney, and they split up for a bit. Dewey has to run to the station, and the girls are getting snacks. Dewey finds out the calls came from Neil's cell phone. Neil is Sydney's dad. 
And the next day is the one year anniversary of his wife's murder. Mm -hmm. The sheriff finds Neil first. Oh, the sheriff says we'll find Neil first to make sure he's our man and to stay close to Sydney and not to let her out of his sight. Is this one Dewey is like eating that ice cream cone? Yeah, like he is so funny. He looks around like, where the fuck is she? <laughs> but he's just eating that ice cream cone while he yeah. talks because he's so busy. And the girls were just, like I said, talking and buying snacks. Dewey ends up dropping the girls off at the party. The news crews are there. Well, Gail's there with Kenny. Um, Dewey finds her and says he's keeping an eye on things. And Gail asks to join him. Because how else is she going to get the scoop? Randy tells Sydney how Jamie Lee Lewis is the scream queen. And Curtis. this is, I mean, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. I did write Lewis too. <laughs> You're fired. Handwritten. I know. This is what happens with my DD brain. Um, <laughs> Dewey and Gail kill their party vibes when they walk in to scope things out. And we see Gail hide a camera in the house. Sneaky bitch. Tatum's going to the basement for more beer and hopefully something to cover her nips because oh, her yeah. fucking nipples are so erect. That was something else I time. remembered about Maybe the baby. it's cold. I don't know, but it was happening. I'm like, where's your bra? But then I realized not everyone has to have one. That's true. Yep. Or wants to. <laughs> and... This is when we see Tatum's badass outfit. I just want to say I own that skirt. And where did you get it? Fucking Gadzooks. I remember that store. It's where I got my red leopard jacket. Fur jacket. Jinkos, bro. (laughs) I fucking love that skirt. So Uh one thing I noticed whenever she goes out there to get the beer, they have all their eggs in that refrigerator outside in the garage. Mm Mm-hmm. Who would do that? They had to take all the eggs out. They weren't even in the egg carton. So you're going to go out to the garage. Maybe they have some just stashed away in the garage, but they have some also in their house. But you got to carry them one at a time. I don't know. I just didn't see why you would take them out of the carton out there to carry them all the way back in. There's no way. Do they have their own chickens? Maybe they don't have a carton. Their own chickens. At all. Maybe they have somebody raising their chickens in the back. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe they don't even buy their own fucking eggs. They just magically appear in the refrigerator. That's probably more likely. That's Movie it. magic. <laughs> I Movie do, magic. I do have um, some of the MTV Movie Awards from that year. Let's go. Uh Scream won the best movie at the 1997 MTV Awards. The other movies... Nominated was Independence Day, Jerry Maguire, The Rock, and Romeo and Juliet. I like three of those. I did like Romeo and Juliet a lot back in the day. That was my fave. Loved it. Back in the day. Stop saying that. It's it's probably (laughs) still good. Um, Best songs from a movie that year was Bush Machine Head from Fear. Eric Clapton and Babyface Change the World from Phenomenon. I remember that. Garbage number one crush from Romeo and Juliet. That's good. That was a good uh, soundtrack. That was a fucking badass soundtrack. Uh, Madonna, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina from Evita. (laughs) 
and R. Kelly, I believe. Don't I can you watch fly. that video? Is that one not on there? No. Okay. Evita. No, what's the no, one you I watch? listen to Like a Prayer all the time. Oh, Like a Prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's I what I got. Listen. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Back to that skirt. Not really. No. <laughs> Tell us more. How much was it when you got it? I don't remember. It couldn't have been too expensive because I wouldn't have spent too much. Yeah. But I was working um, at McDonald's. It was like one of those. Spent my first. Aww. Maybe not my first paycheck, but I chose to spend money on myself. I bet they have that skirt on eBay. Probably. And it's ridiculous. My ass wouldn't fit in it now. I remember it was like a size five at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have never fit in it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tatum's down in the gr- basement. The door shuts. I say basement, but I mean it's the garage. Oh. The door shuts behind her. A uh, random cat scares her. And then with an armload of beers, she discovers the door is locked. And then the light goes out. She opens the garage door, but it starts to close before she can get to it. Let me flip my page. Old school. Flip it. <laughs> she turns and Ghostface is there holding the button. She thinks it's Randy. It's always fucking Randy. And then they tussle. He pulls out a knife and cuts her. This is when she realizes the shit's like for real, for real. Oh, yeah, he like slices her arm. Yeah. She starts throwing beer bottles at him and then attempts to crawl through the dog door, cat door. In the garage. Oh, you know your titties ain't going to fit through there? Right. Uh, oh, I read that uh, she kept falling really, out of yeah. it. Yeah. Because she was so small. Yeah. And they had to like staple her shirt they to it. They nailed her shirt to <laughs> the wood to keep her ass from falling out. I tried to see Because she it. was so tiny. Could you imagine just being so tiny? She was like, well, at least if anything, I learned that, that I have a new way to get in my house. I also read that uh, she picked out her own clothes because she didn't like. They had her wearing like overalls. Oh, and they said that that's what's in style. And she was like, "That has never been in style." And she went, <laughs> "Not bought, on this body." Says the girl. Clothes. Says the girl wearing overalls currently. Hey, <laughs> she is legit wearing overalls right now. That's because I tie dye these bitches myself with all the love. I was I, there. So yes, I do love. They them. are tie dyed overalls. Well, let's pretend like that. this is the only pair of overalls you have. <laughs> Because it's not. <laughs> They're comfortable. <laughs> There's no like waistband tightness. There's no like you just, you're running around fancy free. I don't even really got to wear panties if I don't want to. Tell us everything. <laughs> All right. Um. So, yeah, she's trying to get out the dog door and he's hitting the button, lifting the garage door. Smishing Tatum's body all up in it. Next scene, everyone. Dude, wait, but, but like you see her face get smashed. Yeah. yeah. Like smashy smashed. Yeah. But then, I mean, they don't like show it. Show it. That was probably one of them deleted too gory scenes. I think it was. One yeah, one. probably. I would have wanted to see it because that's how fucked up I am. Mm-hmm. Um, next scene, everyone's leaving the party. Sydney is calling for Tatum. Billy scares Sydney when he jumps in the doorway. This motherfucker just jumping in doorways, windows, it all. Like, just stop. He's just, a, he's just a creepy dude, man. Just stop. Uh, Stu suggests that they kiss and make up. 
And Randy is sad about his chances with Sydney. Poor Randy. Poor Randy. Billy yeah, apologizes to Sydney for being selfish. Sydney says he's right. Enough is enough. She's worried. She's a bad seed like her mom. Mm. Just embrace your inner skank. Like, <laughs> just do it. She's not, though. No. She's a very good girl. It just it shouldn't even matter is where I'm at. Billy relates it to um, Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. Sydney kind of looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because this dude is always referencing (laughs) horror movies. I mean, chill out. Sydney says, but this is real life. Billy says she can't pick her genre. Then Sydney suggests that they do the deed. Which I do like that quote. Are we on pause? Oh. Um, saying she wished she was in a porno, which threw me off a little bit. Uh, they go down kissing. We're back downstairs. All the kids are watching Halloween. Uh, talking about her tits, about how she never really showed her tits and stuff. One of the girls says that she didn't do it until she went legit and could afford a decent pair. Which is how I feel. Kenny starts telling us the... No, not Kenny, Randy. I did this twice, by the way. <laughs> I get Kenny and Randy mixed up. Randy starts telling us the rules of horror movies. Number one, no sex. Sex equals death. Number two, no drinking or drugs. It's called the sin factor. And number three, no, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Stu says he's going to get another beer until be right back. Oh, no. How's he do it? I'll be right back. <laughs> Is that how? No? Something like that. Okay. And whenever he was talking, like, did y'all see on the screen how there was like a, what movie? They were watching Halloween, Halloween, right? yeah. And he had like the knife on the screen. Oh, and yeah. And he's like at his back. So it's kind of foreshadowing. This movie is what I read. so much. Uh, Gail's watching the kids from her van when Dewey knocks on the van and says someone reported a car down the road in some bushes and asks Gail to go. Gail says, I'll be right back. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Dewey shows Gail his flashlight and they take off walking. Uh, More kids are leaving. Sydney and Billy are getting hot and heavy. And Randy and friends are still watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Did y'all ever have a friends over for movie night? I know I had friends spend the night and had like slumber parties, but I can't remember us watching movies really. Yeah, no, me either. Yeah, I'm sure we did. I can I remember like maybe three slumber parties where we actually took time to watch movies. Yeah. I remember just, my mom dragging us all to the uh, movie store to rent movies in her pajamas. Oh. How embarrassing. We were teenagers. <laughs> I thought okay. it sounded sweet. No. We got there and she kicked us out the van and was like, go pick y'all's movies. Oh. Okay. I remember how much movies would have been. Two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Oh, for sure. It was probably like rent three for three ninety nine. Yeah. And they had some of the dollar movies, those VHS. Yeah. Phone rings. Randy gets a phone call informing him that Principal Henley is dead. 
He was found gutted and hung from the goalpost in the football field. This is the point where I'm just like savages because all the kids start cheering. Yeah. And leave. And that's when you realize there's a lag in the camera footage. I realize it. They don't realize it until it's far too late. I read that uh, they had to add Henry's death because there was like, I don't remember, 15 or 30 pages without a death. (laughs) <laughs> and they were like oh no you got to add one in there like so then they, you got to tell us what happened <laughs> yeah you, you need another death in there so they threw him in uh gail is flirting with a deputy dewey like a teenage girl manipulating her way into his heart they almost get plowed by party kids leaving and dewey ends up laying on top of gail then they kiss and he says sorry i'm on duty <laughs> And what does he mean? I don't fucking gotta, know. Gotta stop this right here in this. <laughs> What's happening? Then they find the car they went looking for. It's Neil's car. Sydney's dad. That was a big. I th- the whole time I'm like. I know. What a shitty dad. You, aren't you concerned with your daughter? Like, yeah. What is she doing? That's it's your like only they, family that's Here left. and there, it's like dad's not around, but they don't really make a big, big deal out of yeah. it until, yeah, you're just like, oh, that's when you're just like, oh, yeah, she's got her dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wherever he is. Uh, Billy and Sydney are having their awkward off after sex moment when she asks who he called while in jail. He says he called his dad. She says, no, Sheriff Burke called your dad. I'm thinking maybe ask that before you sex him. Yeah, she came up with that question. Uh, like it's been on her mind. Yeah. I mean, I noticed she like saw something on the side table, but I didn't notice. Maybe it was just the phone she was looking at oh, that yeah, made I her think that. about it. But, um, and. <laughs> oh, I did see that she's brushing her hair with some random brush. Look. Because whose house is this? It's not her house. That is in my fucking notes. Okay. <laughs> I am glad I'm not the only one concerned about whose fucking brush is she using. Because it's my understanding this is Stu Mocker's house, right? Yeah. So it's got to be like. His mom's brush, I guess. Well, no, because it's like a random spare bedroom. Is that like maybe one of them brushes? Remember the brush and the mirror? The very fancy oh, yeah, they vanity. Come together. Yeah, the vanity brush and mirror. Maybe it was just that. They just set it up in all the spare rooms. Anyways, still we're not. sharing lice with everyone. I'm still not using it. No, no. Um, he says he didn't get an answer when he called his dad. And that's when I said, like, she starts brushing her hair with someone else's brush. <laughs> don't share brushes. Don't share mascara, lipstick, none of it. Uh, she thinks it would have been clever of him to call her as Ghostface so she wouldn't think it was him. And it would have been. It would have been. And she's laughing until she's not. And Billy's ass gets all serious. Then Ghostface shows up behind Billy. She, like, screams, Billy! (laughs) Um, Stabs him, like, three or four times. He dramatically turns around and says, Sydney, then collapses. Now Ghostface is chasing Sydney and he gets a door slammed on his face. Sydney gets out on the roof and almost slides down when Ghostface grabs her arm and then throws her back and she bounces off a boat. How great is that? 
Like, yeah, I don't even just, notice. Like, she's got to be, like, two or three stories high because you got to go downstairs to the garage. Yeah. And you're going upstairs from the main floor. That's, like, three fucking floors. Yeah. And she just rolled right off of that. Yeah. Just rolled right off. Uh, Sid sees Tatum just chilling dead in the garage door and takes off running. Randy, now that's when she has one of her really good screams, too. All right, Randy is in the living room watching Halloween, and he's yelling at Jamie Lee to look behind her. And this whole time, Ghostface is standing behind him. It's hilarious. Then we come back to Sydney, who's running into the news van, and Kenny's in there. They see Randy on the cameras about to get stabbed. Kennedy jumps out to warn the kid, only to remember that they're on a 30-second delay. So, Ghostface pops up and slits Kenny's throat. Oh, yeah, you notice that front door was open. And then his last act is telling Sydney to close the door. Well, he says, ah, door. <laughs> and then, so she goes to shut the door, goes face stabs her in the shoulder, and then she escapes out of some back little hole into yeah, she the had van. Oh, yeah, she crawls out to the front of the van. What, like, what even is that? I don't know. Like a little... Well, it's like a utility van, kind of. So. Yeah. She runs, and then we cut back to Gail and Dewey, and they get back to the house. Dewey tells Gail to lock herself in the van and call the sheriff for backup. Dewey runs in the house, and then Gail runs in the van, calling out for Kenny. She sees blood on the side of the van and on the ground next to the van. She jumps in the van and calls 911. I wonder how she didn't see that when she walked up. Right? I feel like walking and up, you see like, blood everywhere. Yeah, and then like stepping in puddles yeah. of it. So Randy runs up to the window. <laughs> Gil pummels him with the cell phone. Oh, I loved that. Starts the van, and then she sees a dark liquid on the windshield, tries to wipe it off from the inside, then turns the windshield diapers on, realizes it's blood. Lots she puts it in it. reverse and then slams on the brake. Poor Kenny slides down onto the windshield. First, how did he get up there? Yeah, that killer was really uh, committed to hiding his body, I guess. So she drives in a circle until Kenny is thrown from the top of the car. She's like literally screaming at his body. <laughs> Get off! Get off my fucking windshield! I would call this scene, Gail can't drive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is. she's terrified, but still, there's yeah. no excuse for uh, what she's doing. <laughs> so she takes off down the road. Cindy runs. Sydney runs into the road trying to get her to stop. And then Gail sees her and then dramatically runs off the road and then hits a tree. Sydney runs back to the house calling for Dewey. Dewey comes out of the house to turn and he has a knife in his back. I like how instead of bothering to deal with Gail who just went down the hill into the tree, she's just like, fuck it. Ah! And continue yeah, she like, she's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to run to the house. Well, she's dead. We're off to somewhere yeah. new now. <laughs> so Dewey falls and then killer pops out from the door. Sydney jumps into Dewey's cop car and locks all the doors so Ghostface can't get in. She tries to start the car but realizes there are no keys in it. And then Ghostface taps Shit, on the window. And he's dangling the keys right in front of her face. That's so funny. Then he squats down and then I guess is just going around and unlocking the doors and she's playing fucking whack-a-mole with all the <laughs> damn locks. Which me and Andrea put whack-a-mole without... Yeah. Oh. Without talking to each other. Just referencing this scene. It's whack-a-mole. And the whole time, not the whole time, but like you look and then the back hatch is opening. And Sydney doesn't even notice it. 
Yeah, she's she on the, the radio. radio. Well, she. That's when, like, when the back hatch is opening, is when it starts to call in, mm-hmm. and then she hears the radio and tries to call for help, tells him the address and stuff, and then Ghostface comes in and attacks her. Somehow she jumps out of the car, runs towards the house, and whenever she turns around, Ghostface is gone. And then Randy and Stu come running up, and Sydney pulls a gun on them. The one that is in Dewey's pants, I guess, because he got stabbed and fell down. Because he's doofus Dewey. He is a doofus. Okay. So Stu and Randy are blaming each other, pointing the finger, saying, he did it, he did it. She says, fuck you both, slams the door and locks him out of the house. (laughs) I love that. And then, fucking Billy, here he is, been stabbed fucking six times. I don't know how many times he got stabbed. He's at the fucking top of the stairs and then dramatically falls down the stairs. All the way down. Yeah. So Sydney goes to him and then they go to the door because there are people yelling to get in. And then Billy gets the gun from Sydney and lets Randy inside. Randy says, Stu's flipped out. He's gone mad. Billy turns and says, we all go a little mad sometimes. And now you know. Dude fucking shoots Randy. That is a psycho reference, by the way. Yes. Anthony Birkin, psycho. So Sydney goes to check on Randy. Billy reveals that the blood on him is actually corn syrup, the same stuff they used for pig's blood and carry. Sydney turns to run and runs into Stu. She asks Stu for help. Stu pulls out the voice box and says, Surprise, Sydney. They corner her in the kitchen. Sydney says they'll never get away with it. Billy says, Tell that to Cotton Weary. He was easy to frame. Sydney asks why they killed her mother. Billy says, There was no motive. They put her out of her misery because her mother was a slut bag whore. Turns out, Sydney's mom was boning Billy's dad. She's the reason his mother abandoned him. So he did have a motive. Yeah, yeah he, he legit says, I don't says have a motive. Your slut mother was sleeping with his dad. The boys have a surprise for Sydney. Stu runs off to get the surprise. Billy says it's her mother's one year anniversary. They killed her exactly one year ago today. Stu brings the surprise, and it is Sydney's dad, tied up and duct taped. Stu plants the voice box and cell phone on Sydney's dad. They tell her the plan. She and Billy, Stu and Billy, are now taking turns stabbing each other. Billy's getting a little out of hand with. Oh, stabbing. I was like, you gotta slow down for this part because I truly enjoy this part. This fucking <laughs> idiot. So I think Stu gets in like one stab on Billy, and then Billy stabs. Yeah, because Stu like, says, "Good job, Billy." <laughs> fucking Billy stabs him like five times. I don't know. So then Billy tells Stu to go get the gun. Turns around, the gun is gone, and then. They see Gail. Gail has the gun. And they thought she was dead. He says she looked dead. Still does. Gail tries to shoot Billy, but the safety is on. Stu takes the gun and kicks her. No, no, no. Billy Billy. takes the gun and kicks her. She hits a pole, lands on Dewey. How sweet. Dewey's just looking like he's taking a nap on the front porch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Billy goes to shoot Gail. And then Stu turns around and realizes Sydney is gone. Sydney calls on a landline and says she's called the police and reported them. Billy tells Stu to find her, but he can't get up because Billy cut him too deep. And he's yeah. feeling woozy. Stu's worried about the amount of blood he's losing. <laughs> <laughs> you cut me too deep. Billy gives Stu the phone 
And oh, no, I like that. That's when he, he like, throws it at him and yeah. hits him in the and head. And he searches for Sydney, and <laughs> Billy takes the phone back to talk to her, and then Sydney pisses him off and fucking throws the phone and oh. hits Billy in the, and hits Stu in the back of the head with it. And he's like, you fucking hit me with a phone, dick. And I loved it. So he gets mad. Billy gets mad and then goes and rips up the couch yeah. cushions. Like, all the while, like, Stu's on the phone crying. Maybe she's hiding in the couch cushions. And then Stu's upset because his parents are going to be so mad at him. I read that he ad-libbed that line. That's yeah. funny. It was, it was one good. of the best ones. He initially had said that his motive was um, peer pressure. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> He's funny far too. too sensitive. Yeah. And then... uh so Billy goes and looks in a closet, and then something dramatic happens on the TV. Some stupid, you know that Halloween sound. And then what was it again? <laughs> gets distracted, and then out comes the costumed ghost face. Gets stabbed with a fucking umbrella. Which I read that the sound he made, like that was for real, for real. Because he actually like got they left it. In, yeah, like he it's supposed to be like I a retractable tip or something. But it wasn't. And well he had a vest on, but she hit like <gasps> on the side of the vest in an old wound he had. Oh, like no. some surgery he had had. Um oh. so the noise he had made was real pain. That's real pain. Yeah. So drops his weapons. Sydney grabs the gun throws it and then Stu pops up runs after her and then they go over a couch Stu lands on top of her and says i've always had a thing for you sid <laughs> Ugh, bar disgusting right so mm-hmm. she bites his hand which double barf it was covered in blood like yeah. mm-hmm. bites his hand hits him in the head with a vase tells him in your dreams then drops a fucking tv on his head and the sound that this guy makes whenever oh it was yeah a lot <laughs> This part I was very, very curious about. I wanted to know how much a TV weighed back then because that shit looked really fucking heavy. Yeah, I remember them being heavy. Um, they were, I mean, they were big. You it know? Yeah. said the average TV was 27 inches. Only one out of four people had 30 inches or larger. That's what she said. Not um, ever. You want to die? They weighed 75 Golly. to 150 pounds. That's way more than I thought. That's why you didn't rearrange your living room too often. Um, and the TV that crushed Stu was a 50-pound CRT TV, which I read that those um, are kind of pricey now because they're like collector's items. They have like the big, heavy... Um, tubes in them like the color tubes and stuff that is fascinating yeah. i love it mm-hmm. do y'all remember those big screens that they had it was like the big deal they were very expensive and uh but if you moved like two or three inches to the right oh, the yeah. left, you couldn't it see weird them. yeah Dude, when one. flat screens yeah. first came out yeah, yeah. there was no yeah, watching had, tv from the side it. whoa it had it had to have had so that bitch it. was heavy yeah that one had to weigh like 300 pounds if the other ones were weighing 80 pounds i don't know we had one of the solid wood ones that was like the speakers those. were built yeah, in and it was all like right. looking decorative yeah it's you put TVs. shit on top of yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. eventually turned into our Nintendo TV when we had our camp at Toledo Bend. Those are the best memories. Yeah. All right, so Randy pops up and scares Sydney. She's, she thought he was dead. He said he probably should be. He's not so... He's so happy to be a virgin. Oh, uh, yeah. Then Billy gets up and punches Randy in the face. Like, then, immediately. Yeah, like, out of nowhere. So... 
It made me think of Sydney. those punching robots. Like it's just the way he just shot up oh, and just the, the, punched him immediately. The wrong yes. song the red. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. So then hit Sydney and then he starts to strangle her. And then Sydney puts her finger in his knife in wound. It. Raises his arm to stab her and Gail shoots him. She right. remembered the safety this time. She did. Bastard. All right, so they walk up to Billy and Randy says to be careful. It's the moment where the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. Billy pops up. Sydney shoots him right in the fucking forehead. Then Sydney's dad busts out of the closet. Oh, but what does she say, though? Not in my movie. Not in my movie. <laughs> yeah. So Sydney's dad busts out of the closet. And then after that, we see Dewey being hauled off on a gurney. He's alive. Oh, oh, I didn't see that he was alive. I missed that. Yeah, they put him they put him on a stretcher and he's going into the back of the ambulance and then Gail is fucking reporting. That's why I was like, I don't remember him being dead whenever they stabbed him in the back and I was like, I don't remember but that. But Dewey wasn't meant to he's live. He's just out the whole fucking so time. Maybe you know? they just added the ambulance shit later. Mm, interesting. Gail is reporting and then we fucking shoot off into the sunset and that's the end. And the Song at the credits is Whisper to a Scream by Soho. I wanted to know where Gail scooped up this fucking last minute crew. Like she's been lugging around fucking Kenny. And now all of a sudden she's just got like a whole goddamn team. There's nothing at the end credits, by the way. I check every time. Oh, but there is something at the very, very, very end. I I checked. I don't have the um, exact wording. Do you have that one? The story about the school? Yes, I do. Wes Craven's nod. talking about? Wes Craven's, uh, like, nod to this fucking school. Let me find it. Uh, it says, the ending credits, the high school scenes were to be shot at Santa Rosa High School in California. However, very close to the shooting date, the school board read the script, denied the film to be shot there due to the violent nature, as they had been under the impression the film was a comedy, and production was moved to Heltzburg. California as payback, which I had read that was just like a community center as payback director, Wes Craven put in the end credits under the special thanks section. No thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa city school district governing board. No thanks to them. Hilarious jerks. Uh, so I had found some notes that told who was doing the killing during mm-hmm. the movie, do y'all know who it always was? Pretty much, no. it was like one I guy. I assume that Stu was killing Drew Barrymore because she, she was his ex. Oh no, I thought you meant like who was actually playing Ghostface. <laughs> oh no, it was it was that uh, what Crystal said. Um, let's see. So for Maureen Prescott, that's the mom, right? Yeah, it says that was both of them. Uh, for Steve, it said Stu killed him. He was hiding in the backyard while Billy was in the front calling and harassing uh for casey it was Stu because she recognized him Mm -hmm. and then it was confirmed with that they used to date um for sydney's house attack it said it was Stu uh attacking her in the costume while billy was calling her because billy had the phone on him right my thing is matthew lillard is like six foot Seven. Mm-hmm. How many guys at high school? Right. <laughs> I'd be like, I know exactly who it is. Um, let's see. 
who was calling at the Riley's house. Uh, that was Stu calling Sydney to clear yeah, Billy's name. Billy was in jail, right? Yeah. But I thought he he could have been the one to call her, like she said. Yeah. This is just someone's theories. I got to find. Well, the you know, they always make you want to think one kind of way or another. It says uh, the bathroom attack was Billy because Ghostface is wearing the same color pants as him. Hmm. And he also repeated back what the girls were saying about the mother, indicating that he heard them. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it says that Principal Hembry was Billy because he was out stalking Sydney and Tatum when the murder happened. And Stu was with them at the time before he wandered off, I guess, inviting them to the party. Yeah. Uh, Tatum, it says her killer was unknown initially because Stu and Billy were both unaccounted for. But Skeet Ulrich confirmed that it was Billy. I read when she says something about Ghostface or whatever, like that's the only time that that's actually mentioned in the movie. Really? Yep. That's fascinating. No, Mr. Um, Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. She was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, it says Stu killed him because he had pretended to kill Billy and then pursued Sydney to the news van. And Dewey's attack, it said Billy stabbed him because he was inside the house whenever Dewey entered. And then he chased Sydney. And Sue was checking to see if Gail was dead. And that was around the area where she crashed, which is why Randy was accusing Stu of being the killer. Right. And Randy's attack was Billy reveals himself as the killer by shooting him. Hmm. Okay. So I thought that was very interesting to find. I read that the use of caller ID reportedly tripled after this movie came out. Who could blame them? <laughs> I mean, I, I personally was calling people with a voice box. Were you really? Yeah. I That's... meant to ask that. Did anybody prank call people oh, I ever? Did. No. Yep. No. Where did you get a voice box? I don't remember. It's they probably like sold it like I one can't... of those like um, trickster type things. Probably. Oh it was, like it wasn't trick mine, thing. obviously. I didn't get cool things like that. So who <laughs> uh, would you call? Some people, so I would spend That's the night when, at this If guy's, you want to share. I would spend the night at one of my friends' houses. His name is Josh. Uh, oh, and my dad and his dad were friends, so we'd have sleepovers or whatever. So he lived in a trailer park. So we would call his friends that lived in the trailer park. Oh, my God. I was God. like, phone books existed back then. You literally just, like, flipped to a page, yeah. closed your eyes, and picked one. Well, prank we call. wanted to do it to where, like, we could prank call him and then go, like, fuck around the house then call her id had to fucking ruin it for everyone Uh, did you read about the um how they found the mask for this movie mm -mm. they were like they could not make up their minds like what they were gonna do and it was like coming down to the time you know they Wes craven was touring a house and they literally had this mask just thrown over a chair (laughs) and when he looked at it he picked it up and he said this looks like that famous scream painting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, thought it was kind of neat. That's one of my favorite. Like, hmm, that is kind of like how it came to be. Like, as much as he didn't want to do the movie, and then like everything really came together. Yeah, and it's funny because it's not like a scary mask, but it is kind of scary. Yeah, it says it was found um, next to a box of stuff in the garage. That became, what was that? Oh, the painting by Edward Munch called The Scream. Just so I can get all that out. 
I also read the final act is known as the night that never ended because oh, I saw something. About <laughs> what that. they say it uh, the act's like forty two minutes long, but took twenty one nights to finish. And I think they only spent eight or nine weeks filming the whole movie. Yeah. So it was like, this was a lot, yeah. this party. The last scene. I forget. It was like, I don't know what it was. Like scene. 118 or yeah, 119. Yeah, it was like 100 and something. And I saw um, they had t-shirts made that said, uh, did you say that part? It oh, said, I survived about, scene 118. Oh, no. I was going to say how they... Um, had a lot of the merch and stuff already made for the original name of this movie, which was Scary Movie. And then they decided to change it to Scream, like after they already had like merch and everything made for it. I wonder what they did with all that merch. Mm. Hmm. If you Maybe. found some of it, it might be worth some money. Find it on eBay. So, hmm. anybody have anything else to add about the movie? I don't know. Let me look through my notes. Let me see. Tell us how much you loved it, Crystal. I love this movie so much. I really do. It's just, it's funny and witty. and It was really funny. Like, way funnier than I remembered. Yeah, if you didn't laugh during this movie, you weren't paying attention. It's super scary and serious. Like, it's, yeah, it's It's everything. How they're able to do that. They really did, like, it takes talent to work in everything they did. Fucking Wes Craven, man. Like, all, exactly. Like, all his little nods to himself and all the nods to, like you said, the Scream Queen and all that. Like, it made it really great. Y'all know I don't see anything else I have forgotten. Uh, So, if you stuck with us all the way to the end, make sure you... Click follow on the podcast. That way you can know whenever we post a new episode. We post episodes every Sunday. And follow us on Facebook so you can vote for the next movie. We're going to throw up four movies that we're going to I'm not throwing up. You might throw up. (laughs) Vote for what's next. And Crystal is posting some stuff on our TikTok for people to I am. Every time we record, friends off topic. Love it. Friends off topic. (laughs) 